Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hey everybody, welcome to The Walking Dead TV Podcast. That is the name of the show, right? Episode 246! <laughs> and wow, what an episode it was. The uh, farewell, question mark, of Rick Grimes. And a lot of really cool cameos from a lot of really great actors uh, that we've seen all through the show. And uh, quite a lot to talk about, a lot to chew on. But uh, first I'd like to uh, introduce my cohorts in crime here. Uh, Mr. Daryl Taylor is on the mic. I knew it all along. Negro Domus strikes again, huh? I knew it. <laughs> uh, back from back from assignment in in the glittery gold paved streets of Hollywood, Mister Aaron Newworth is here. I knew it too, but I didn't want to know it. <laughs> you know what it is. Oh, they said that too in the episode. It was great. They sure did. <laughs> uh, busy sure uploading did. his consciousness to the internet, Mister Russell Latham. <laughs> you have my full attention this week. I promise. It's just like Tron. It's going to be scan lines, and you're going to end up in the machine. <laughs> and finally, also returning from a, from a little hiatus there, uh, Mr. Rich the Chubtoe Children is also back. Did anybody else know that it was Rick's last episode? I wish they would have warned us. I'm just saying. Goddamn, cowboy, you look like shit. <laughs> 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 Probably my favorite line of the show. What is uh, that woman's name? The the one that had all the the, the dirt people in the in the junkyard. What was her name again? Jonas, Jonas, and she has Carl hair too. Yeah, she has Carl hair. Did you Not as bad as Maggie that. Had no, now Carl she does. And that yeah. car, she looked like she could have been Carl or Maggie because they both have the same hairstyle. Well, they just did. just Maggie, wait, just Maggie. wait till next week when the, the hair is all over the place. Are seems. they all doing that? Like, what what is the deal with the Carl hair? Well, soon they'll be bringing back the Aniston look, so they'll all have that. Oh, that'll be cool. Yeah, I hope not. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this week's episode was called What Comes After. Uh, Rick, I mean, uh, as as Chub Toad sarcastically alluded to, uh, this is the uh, big moment that AMC has been plugging for weeks and weeks and weeks, the, the quote-unquote last episode of Rick Grimes. Because the way it ended up, it sure sure seemed like it might not be the actual last episode. No, he's never coming back. Well, I don't know about all that. Oh. Um, but uh, before we get to the recap, we got a little bit of news. Mr. Chubtoad, do you want to buzz in, buzz in with some news? We do have some news. Um, so, first of all, there have been contract renewals. Uh, Norman, oh, did, did they renew my contract? All oh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. And we have to keep is, doing this podcast. That's right. This is my last show. I'll they said, back they, said the con- they said in the contract, though, Jim, that it doesn't matter how many Buster ratings there are, you still have to read them all. So, fair enough. Oh, you um, got to start pulling a Talking Dead and recording the Buster ratings like three hours beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, I was very happy to see that amount of responses. I haven't read them yet, but it, was it like fifty some responses or something? There's a, there's a lot. Yeah, there's, there's quite a, a bit. 
quite a number, but I consider it my sacred duty to get them all out there, and I will. I'm well hydrated and ready to go. There was a couple of I quit and you shows, <laughs> that's which true. I expected because that ending is that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. Tell us all about the news, Rich. So the contract renewals. Norman Reedus, I, I believe it's a three-year contract, uh, $350,000 per episode, which, you know, it's a little above minimum wage. And um, he's also <laughs> going to get advances that fall somewhere in the 50 to $90 million range. Um, so, wow, it's a lot of money. How uh, many uh, squirrels does that translate to? <sighs> Quite a bit. Well, how much is it for a twenty-two bullet? Because you just load that up in the gun. I mean, shoot, you can get squirrels. Almost. Too right. inexpensive, I believe, is the answer yeah. to that question. Yeah. Um, how much? How much does it get for his chopper show? Is that part of the deal too? <laughs> or does he, I don't, I don't does guerrilla film make that? Yeah, I think that. I, I think it's just the. It, it wasn't clear, but it it just said the Walking. It just talked about the Walking Dead, but. No, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I doubt that they. You know, they're not oh. all up together. <laughs> Norman Reedus is too good of a contract thing negotiation going on to make that happen. It says the the president of programming says the D, of AMC's programming says the deals that we made for Norman and Melissa are franchise deals. So I don't know if it's all Walking mm. Dead franchise or all franchises that AMC franchise players. Well, they're going to spin Carol off into a cooking show, right? <laughs> you saw that hair, you know. Carol's cookies and casseroles. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and well, speaking of Carol, Melissa McBride uh, also got a three-year to- uh, contract, and it's estimated to be around total $20 million. Which, Guess who ain't dying no time soon. Yeah. That's but here's good. Too, it's where I, I kind of take a little bit of issue in the pay. Mm-hmm inequality there because in the past two seasons carol has had probably a hundred times more dialogue than norman has so you know i'm just saying proportionally she seems to be more of the player in the episodes than he is i don't know yeah but this is going forward this isn't talking about all i have to say to that is wait till they renegotiate deny gara's contract before he says exactly yeah well talking about back up all the money trucks for that Mm -hmm. one yeah but i think yeah they're gonna have to though i mean her star is on the rise through her hollywood uh, you know with black panther and everything else like Aaron says that each time it's no longer Walking Dead's tonight. Grenade. <laughs> I mean, I, I I hear what you got. I hear what you're saying as far as Elizabeth Bradford and Norman Reedus. But just look at his status on the show. He talks oh, every I- episode now. He's doing everything. But also, I mean, we like Melissa McBride as an actress. She's good on the show. But you know, she's she's just on this show. Norman Reedus has a brand. Like yeah. for like, and yeah. it's, you know, it's, it doesn't come down to it, it. It's not a case of like he's the man and she's the woman, so that it's just more. He's a more recognizable presence. He has his own spinoff or no, his own show where he rides around on motorcycles and people want to watch that. Like it's yeah. The other thing like, is, I, uh, I did some I did some math on it, and so if you if you take if it's a three season deal, it's forty eight episodes. If you look at it that way, her rate is like four hundred and sixteen thousand an episode, and so if her if her pay is based on, I mean, I know they said it's franchise deals, but since they didn't kind of sweeten the pot for her, I wonder if that's more or less just like Walking Dead and probably some promotional obligations. With Redis, I think a lot of that comes into play with what he's doing elsewise with the network. And then mm-hmm. I'm assuming that whatever movie they decide to do or come up with, he's probably going to have a, a pretty big part in that. So I think a lot of his incentive side of it is right. is based on that. So I mean, from a if you're just going to look at what appears to be a, a per episode parody 
look, it, it looks like Melissa's getting slightly more more scratch than Normus on just a, a flat per episode basis. Right. And, and they, like, they, they do need to keep him too. Like sure, with, yeah. without Rick and with, I mean, Norman Reedus is basically the, the lead kid, like the, the, the character you probably most want to have as like the front of your poster at this point. Like that's what you have to go with. Yeah. Uh, so, it's kind of yeah. like how they do uh like Avengers, for example, some of the actors get, that lump sum in the beginning and then others, yeah. you know, they did get more down the line. So well, that's, I have a question and Russ, you probably could answer it Aaron too. Um, so it says the report says that Redis will make 350,000 per episode along with guarantees and advances that allegedly fall in the 50 to $90 million range. When they say advances, so are they saying they're just giving him some of that per episode up front in advance, or is that something Sign different? on the dotted line, and we will give you a check for $10 million. Yeah, he got it now. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what he got now. As, as opposed to, you know, waiting every episode to get the check. I mean, that's not right. how it works, obviously, but, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's right. here's that money right away, you know, buy that Atlanta house that Carl is going to have, like, whatever, yeah. just, just yeah. you know, stay I mean, with it, us, don't go. It supersedes, <laughs> don't, don't do any other projects. Yeah, right. from my understanding, though, so in that fifty to ninety million dollars, all those three hundred and fifty thousand per episodes included in that number. Then, presumably, yes, that's like okay. the the basic way to look at it. Yeah, I'm sure there's more finer details, but I think that's the the best approach to take, as far as considering how much we know about the paychecks of other people. Yeah, right. and there was another report, I guess, a week ago that somebody posted up that showed Redis. It, it was just it wasn't Walking Dead related. It was like this is what Hollywood TV stars you know are making, uh, and they had Redis pegged at a million dollars an episode. And so, given that, again, if you do the math on forty eight episodes, million dollars an episode, that's forty eight million. So, it, yeah, it's looking like that's fairly accurate. That get, that that the the fifty to ninety million is inclusive of what his per show rate is. Um, and, and again, like you don't know what that means outside of it my you know my right. guess is other in addition to just the shows themselves and whatever spinoffs they do it's whatever mm-hmm. promotional stuff they want them to do like hey you're going to do four not that they don't do it now but like hey you're going to do four episodes of talking dead or maybe you know i don't know maybe it includes like other you know i don't know comic-con appearances or whatever you know maybe they're finally just saying hey we're going to start overly compensating you for showing up at these fan events well, I mean, not to jump into the other part of the news or whatever, but it might include uh, appearances in the uh, in the movies that they're talking about doing. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah that's I, yeah, that's especially for Redis. That's that's what I got out of that. And like you know, he's he's like a voice in the, some of the video games and whatnot mm-hmm. too. Like you know, there's all the like supplemental stuff. So it's you know, and you know, dude just had another baby, right? So <laughs> get that money. Yeah, get yeah. The, get those college educations paid for already. I mean, considering this is still the show that still had, like, what is it, the second highest under uh, Game of Thrones, I think? Viewership? In terms of viewership. No, it's, no. Fallen, it's fallen quite a bit. It, so what is it? This episode. <laughs> yeah. So what, I mean, w- w- what is it now? It's doing so well. Big. Like It's, it's doing, doing well enough. Yeah. I mean, they have no shortage of commercials. I know that. Well, it's because, um, I mean, if they, if, like, Redis was like, you know what, I'm out of here, too. I could make movies or do whatever else. Um right. You know, that puts the show in a, a weird position as far as, well, we've lost most of our marquee characters. Are we going to pay, like, deny Guerrera everything we can now? Because, if, you know, she's gone. 
then it's like it's up to what Carol. And if Carol's gone, it's like so. It's like who's left? Who's left on this thing? <laughs> like, yeah, you is Jeffrey D. Morgan here a, for the long haul? Yeah. Like, is he, I mean, I, I'm sure they're going to add a bunch of new people for next season and so on. But at least they want to still have a core group. Exactly, and they have to figure that out as far as we're. I mean, if they're talking about you know ten, they, we have ten years worth of Walking Dead stories to sell. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah, you're not going to keep on every single cast member forever. All right. Uh, so it's a matter of while we test out other people that could presumably take some kind of higher lead role, see what the audiences react to, we need to keep something that's like a, a pretty stable line. And, you know, if Daryl dies, we riot campaign may have died down a bit, but I still think people are pretty into the idea of him being on this show. Yeah. On top of uh, learning from interviews, I did watch the talking dead thing and, and seeing how there were actors that were going to leave earlier than they did. So this is to keep, you know, this is, this is, I can see them saying, we don't want this problem. We want to be able to write the stories we're going to write and plan them out without having to change them last minute. I have a question for you guys. Um, and maybe it was answered in some form on the Talking Dead. I didn't watch it. Um, but do you think they would have killed Carl off if they already knew Andrew Lincoln was going to leave? I I don't. I, the only. I so don't know. He, Andy Lincoln said in the interview with, with, uh, yeah. Uh, why am I blinking? Avet Nicole Brown. That, yeah, the, the teary, teary eyed. Yeah, that guy. he was planning on exiting last season. Right. But because they killed Carl, he decided that it was probably a bad move to, to do all of that at once. And so right. he pushed his departure into this season. So mm-hmm. he wasn't super clear on if he vocalized that. Like if he, if he, went to Gimple and said, look, I'm done after the end of the season, or if after he read this... Well, he he did say he spoke to them. Yeah. Well, Remember, they, yeah. They, they did say in in discussions they were like, will we... His death could have been at the... Sitting at that tree. That could have been his death at the end. Yeah, he said um, they wrote it that way, actually, too. Yeah, they wrote it that way, but they had discussions. So it seems like... Yeah, it, 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 when he said discussions, I'm thinking it had to be he was talking to, uh, they were really talking about uh, leaving. He, he was talking about leaving last season. So I just, I, I, maybe I wonder if, it, if he was more vocal about it, if they would have changed that around. It is, it, you know, sounds like you have no. to step up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I mean, the next generation. I don't know, man, I know one thing. If I was Carl, I, I, I kind of would be a little mad if I was yeah. the actor. Uh, I, I'm very, I'm very curious about the behind the scenes of that. As far as if uh, what's his name, Chan, if Chandler it Riggs negates was everything yeah. with the age thing, right? Because they're jumping in time again. So it's like, well, here's my question. Okay, mm-hmm. do you think AMC would have been better off and gotten higher ratings if they had not told everyone that it was Rick's last episode? No, no, no. Um, I mean, it's clear. It's that's the reason why they did it. And yeah. I, 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 just, I can only, I can only like even regardless of my epi- my opinion on the episode, it's not high. Um, I would have been way more, I think, excited about what they did here if they killed off Rick and nobody knew that was going to happen. Like if Andrew Lincoln's whole thing was hidden from everybody, mm-hmm. like if we were in a bigger vacuum, I, my react, I mean. 
I'd still have certain thoughts on this episode, but the the reaction to oh they got rid of him and then like didn't like immediately announce there'd be movies like uh, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I I'd have a, a, a that'd be neat that would be a neat thing to see it wouldn't translate to ratings because yeah, nobody I, would know what was happening yeah. I almost think it would have made a bigger media splash though if they hadn't you know what I mean I mean I understand what you're saying they wanted to promote to get more people to watch uh, more eyes on that episode or whatever. But I just feel like it would have been a bigger, bigger media thing. It was like you know, Walking Dead kills off his main character, you know, and probably. And, you know, because, I don't, what, what does that translate to though? Because you're just like, okay, so they killed the guy off. Why should I go back to start watching it again? Like, I don't know what that means as far as viewers that's stopped. The, that's the thing too. I I don't know. Like, you it's, see, I see a lot of backlash from fans of the show too. But know? the show is so based on telling you ahead of time what's like. They've been doing that for so long. I, you know, like everything is a big deal. Like you, you know, like they con they constantly do that. You you watch out. This is the episode you're gonna want to watch. I mean, they based that all around the what the premiere of Lat two. Jesus, that <laughs> Negan thing was so long. Two years ago, whenever when they killed off yeah. Glenn, I mean, that was the whole. Even we didn't know who that, was gonna die. They, we didn't know who yeah, was gonna no. die, but somebody's gonna die. Like, but they made right. a big deal about the Glenn thing before that. Remember with the dumpster. They made a big deal about that, or just the nature of season finales, where like Norm Reedus says it's gonna be a, it's gonna be hard, guys, or you know I, I teared up while filming this, or whatever he says, you know those kind of things. What he didn't tell you was he was peeling onions at the time. So yeah, there's a lot of you know, <laughs> onions right next to the, the AMC sets in Atlanta. It's... Yeah. Well, okay. I, I kind of think that after it got announced in in what was it Comic Con in the summer it was announced at that he was going to leave during this season they should have just left it at that and then just said you know kind of teased with any episode could be his last or something mm-hmm. like that so he at least had a little bit of mystery around it I, I, mean, mean, right. I, I i see that i see where you're coming from with that and i can agree to an extent but at the same time if you just tease that idea and it's like week after week of rick not dying yeah. while the rate while the ratings might yeah, yeah, i don't yeah. know what they do but it's like you're just, you know, you're just jerking us around every week. Maybe it happens. Maybe it happens. It's, you know, I can. It's just, it, that goes. That's the Glenn Dumpster thing in a in expanded essentially. As far as what's so what strange is how Talking Dead has gone up. Like it seems to only benefit Talking Dead more than it does the actual show in terms of ratings. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they went up. Uh, they went up for this uh, episode. The other part of this news, as far as that being. Rick's last episode that they didn't bother to even tease at all was it's Maggie's last episode too. For now, yeah. Well, well they said for now. That's what those yeah. they left. They said so the story is done. Is 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 done for now. They didn't even talk about it on Talking Dead. I mean, it was just not even mentioned. She, it, I don't that, think she's that, gone. That episode there wasn't her last episode. I've it's, seen two stories a uh, week saying it's her uh, le- that uh, the step jump left her behind. I only okay. read that they said her story for now is not complete, but they said for her story, her story is yeah. Well, what is, I'm saying she's kind of in the promo for now. I didn't see her in the promo. I didn't see her in the promo. I, see her in the promo. I, I mean, more well, I mean, with- in the rest of this season because she's done for the season because she's got that other show she has to work on. Right. Yeah, she's only contracted for I believe five or six episodes, and obviously it's right. only five episodes. So if she appears, she appears for maybe one. But yeah, the, as far as we know, this is the last like major portion involving Lauren Cohen on the show for now. Mm-hmm. And, then, I, and I, I'd like to think, or I kind of, you know, Andrew Lincoln, obviously he's, you know, a bigger factor in things and it matters and he's got his movies and whatnot coming. But, you know, the, um, the Lauren Cohen thing, 
that doesn't seem like uh, I just, you know, she's in, it's not like she asked to be off the show. She's in bitter pay disputes with the network on how to, how to handle this, which is why she's not right. going to be on this. So it's like, I think right. they're a little less welcoming to like, let's give a big send off for her as well. I, I think it's more a bit at odds between if I, if I may have to, spe- if I had to speculate, has she been on talking dead at all recently? I don't know. No, mm. actually, I don't think she has. I has think she? this season she has at all. No, Jade I mean, right. talking did like two or three times this season, but not much. <laughs> well, she's yeah, also on, could, and she's in the movies. Like, yeah, so. that could be a reason. Yeah, that could be a reason because they're still doing the negotiations. Also, AMC's making movies now. Have we? We just kind of sidestepped this thing. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a TV movie, though, right? Or I know. Yeah, they're making the TV. Movie? No, they're making TV movies, which maybe a Fathom event or something will do because you know that works for them, but. Like, not only that, because, like, the Breaking Bad thing got announced, too. It's like, yes. oh, so they're just making TV movies. Like, that's their thing now. Like, that's what we're doing. <laughs> Is it TV movies solely? Because the way Gimple said it on the show, I got the impression that at least one of them will be a made-for-TV AMC movie. But he kind of gave the hint that one or two of them could be theatrical. At least that's what I took. I, I would assume it's no, a fathom event. Like, a, one, a, one, yeah. a one-night screening kind yeah. of thing. What, like, he, like, what he labeled them as are AMC TV AMC movies. That's what he he labeled them as. AMC movies, meaning they're doing, they're gonna start to do these two hour movies that won't be specifically because they said Rick is not gonna be shown again on the TV show proper, but he will be in the in another bunch of of the AMC movies and maybe uh, some of the clip. You know, they might do some of the internet, uh, uh, YouTube kind of thing, clips. Shorts. It's shorts, yeah. So they said that. that It's almost like they're saying there's two different worlds now, even though it's still in the same universe. But the one world is the two, the AMC movies, right, that'll be dealing with whatever that organization was that, you know, we'll get yeah. to that. And then the TV show itself will they'll deal with that with their communities well the uh i'm re- i'm lo- looking at this at superherohype.com and it, one of the paragraphs is part of Kimball's multi-year plan for the walking dead universe there are other projects currently in development including additional film special series digital content and more some of the stories will relate to the walking dead as fans know it while others will be standalone stories that break into new creative territory and I wouldn't be surprised if they do streaming only stuff for the app. Yeah, because it, it's no surprise that no coincidence that they've been doing this little thing with the app where you pay a little extra and you get the app. And now the announcement of all this AMC stuff that's coming out. If they can enrich this content to make it you make you want to see it. Yeah, sure. I mean, this sounds like a lot of projected ideas as opposed to lockdown things. I mean. Announcing three movies, it's like, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot to say. And obviously, it's on TV as opposed to, like, in a theater, so there's, like, a little less of a kind of a risk. Like, people will watch these things, but it's like, okay, there's a, well, there's a lot of Walking Dead ahead, and there's streaming content, and what, there's Walking I mean, Dead babies, could, and, like, what be, else is coming? I mean, the movies could be streaming exclusive first. That's yeah. True. yeah, Yeah. Well, and I could see that. I mean, it's just more and more. That's where everybody's going. I mean, we knew Disney had one coming, but today they announced the name of it and all that stuff. So, I mean, everybody's doing it. So it would make sense for AMC to do that. Although I think that they need to start getting some more properties. Um, You know, back in the day, it was Walking Dead, Mad Men, Breaking Bad, all of that. Now it's, you know, 
they have a couple of decent shows, and everything else is playing feature movies that they've licensed. Well, they've been try. I mean, they've been trying to launch shows. It's not like they haven't tried to put any new shows on. It's just that not everything is going to click. Yeah, who's in? For, who's all in for the turn movie? <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for I'm ready for the Low Winter Sun prequel film. I was I was just gonna say Low Winter Sun would be the next. High Autumn Moon, it's coming. Oh, yeah, guys. they yeah. thought that that was gonna be something. You know, like it's, it's it's just you know they haven't had the next thing to hit yet. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's still it's good, but I mean it's kind of you know. And ex- I haven't even watched this recent season yet, so we'll see what happens. Well, let's talk about something we did watch, which was this week's episode. Uh, season 9, episode 5. But I was having so much fun, Jim. <laughs> no fun life. You take that fun out of this podcast, mister. Right now. You know why we're here. <laughs> you know what it is. You if know I what it is. Have cake, you can't have fun. We gotta do this together. Uh, episode, uh, season 9, episode 5. What comes after? And we just got done talking about what comes after, so that makes sense. Um... <laughs> It started out with a wounded Rick telling season one Rick to wake up already in his hospital bed. And then season one Rick told present day Rick to wake up. And then we find that present day Rick is still where he was when we left him last episode. Uh, he But he painfully extricates himself from the piece of rebar that had impaled him and gets on his horse. Which, you know, is still there, despite the fact there are a bunch of zombies. Guys, this is the worst horse in the show. Like, what is going on with this horse? Like, It's, like, scared of zombies at some point. Then it's just milling around. Then it's, like, what, fine, I'll just, I'll, I'll wait here for dying Rick. Then I'll re- get scared again. This horse sucks. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, <laughs> and it's sucking is inconsistent. Like, when he gets bucked and hits the rebar, those two hordes are each at least 30 to 50 feet away from where Rick and the horse were. This week, they're right on top of this cabin he breaks out of as they're busting through the doors and windows and everything else and coming around it. And the horse is just sitting there chewing his cud like me. Yeah. Hashtag this horse sucks. Yeah. This horse sucks, yeah. <laughs> get, get this trending. We can all agree. Rick's horse sucks. <laughs> RHS. Uh, he, finds, he rides the horse to a rickety house. He takes a little breather and passes out again. And then he is back in his old patrol car with Shane. Did you Did you guys notice what the house like looked like? Well, I wanted to mention real quick the uh, the the mailbox says Cardill. Okay. As you're going in, uh, shout out to Bill Cardill, who is the announcer voice in the original Night of the Living Dead, oh. and was also the uh, Chiller Theater host here in Pittsburgh. For uh, like cool. 25 years, he hosted Saturday Night Scary Movies. Uh, so that's a nice little shout out I noticed at the beginning of the episode on the on the mailbox. But what were you going to say about it, Aaron? That the house is made to resemble like the Evil Dead house. Like uh, it's it's built that way, and there's even a Necronomicon inside the house. Oh. Yeah. Was there a banging trap door with? <laughs> I I wish, but no, I, was, I was just like I was I was reading like just some stuff like on I saw one. It's like things you missed. And I was like, what did I miss in this thing? And it's like, oh, there's it's like they made that house to look like the Evil Dead house, like the Evil Dead cabin. And then and then they're like Greg Nicotero, you know, he worked on Evil Dead too. Like right. there's an even little like a prop Necronomicon that's like in the house. Like you can you have to screenshot it. That's what I found. It's like, oh, that's that's neat. 
I did not notice that. I knew it looked like the house. I didn't realize it was a dress. I mean, it's a you know, cabin in the woods, oh, pretty gosh. standard looking kind of thing. But yeah, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it looks like the house in Cabin in the Woods too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, everybody, raise your hand who misses John Bernthal on the show. My hands up. And he, and he was so good up. in this scene. It was like the high point of the, this and the Herschel uh, sequence were like the high points for me in this episode. I was crying as soon as he came on screen, Herschel. I mean, I, he hadn't even said his line yet, and I'm just uh, I, I knew it was coming, and I just wasn't prepared for it. Well, I wasn't high, and I I watched it, and I was sad too. I I, <laughs> I will say it was nice to see them. I don't know how much they added to this, but as far yeah. as seeing them on the show again, sure. Like it is like I, I, you know, I was a big fan of John Bernthal when he was on this show. I thought he did a terrific job. Oh, yeah, and, he's the and, death that made me really feel it. Like he's the death that hit me emotionally. Yeah. And we'll get to Scott Wilson too, but it's like, yeah, especially given that he's, that he's passed away, it's like, okay, there's a there's an there's a level here that I can see the show working with, but. Yeah, no, it's it's nice to see those actors, and I would say of the cameos we get, the John Bernthal one for me was easily the best as far as what he's saying to Rick. Like, if right. there's some, there's there's a neat conversation there, mainly because it's very antagonistic. Where well, the rest yeah, is there's just, definitely that. You know, he's just as big a prick as you remember. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <in the scene. laughs> um, and I, I do love the imagery of like Rick being wounded in these uh, dream sequences. Like, yeah. I do like I, these lucid dreams that he's having. I like that he's constantly like basically holding his guts in and like his hands always covered in blood even when he's eating his french fries or whatnot like there's some good visual imagery to go with this i, I do yeah. that, I, even though i kind of thought rick uh dealt with the shane stuff already before yeah. didn't they have a kind of a flashback with his with himself or whatever with with shane he saw him like the when they're like invading the um the governor's compound he saw wolverine shane that one time right yeah, so I thought he did, but whatever, you know. Yeah, no, as far as... Wolverine Shane. Yeah, remember he has, like, that big hair. Is like, what's going on? Right, right. <laughs> but, um, no, what, yeah, I, I agree with you, Daryl. That's my issue. Like, I like seeing these actors because, hey, they're back for a minute. That's cool. But as far as what they're adding, it's like... It's not like It's not like Rick's, like, been thinking about past times of Shane or anything. It's like, okay... I mean, okay, we'll just get into it now. Well, I, I am not a fan of these cameos in this show. I, I think none of them contribute as far as adding something that really makes much sense as far as what's in Rick's state of mind. I get the excuses that have been made as far as uh, you know, everyone talking about, like, why we chose these people. But it just seems to amount to we couldn't get the people we wanted. And so this was the best we can do. And I don't think that's good. Well, well I, I enjoyed I, them being showing up. It's just they added very little weight to what their appearance was or anything. It just really meant nothing. I mean, yeah. Where, well, Jim, you go Jim, and then more, I'll go. Oh, OK. I'm say. sorry. I think more so to me, it just reminded me of like how much better acting we used to have on the show. <laughs> You know, I mean, how we used to have these characters that were much more iconic than we have now mm. and like how much I missed that, you know, like John Berthold's acting or Scott Wilson's acting right. on the show. At first, I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. You know, they're bringing them back, whatever. Then I'm just realizing, man, it just made me realize how much better the show was mm. when they were on it. <laughs> I guess. And I'm not. But I didn't trying to get just like, learn well, let Daryl go. Hold on. Well, I, yeah, Chubby, just shut up, Black and Cup. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I didn't dislike the episode, but it does take away from it knowing he's not dead. Like, if he had died, if it like the whole thing of him talking to Herschel and all of that, you know, saying you gotta let them, you know, like they'll be all right without you, you know, they'll be fine. It has more weight to it when he if he died, right? But by not dying, it kind of just 
it's a wasted cameo. Well, it's like it's Scott Wilson talking to the audience essentially. That's what it and it's like I don't I don't need you to. That comfort. doesn't work. No, it doesn't. It's like I don't I don't need yeah. you to comfort me. Yeah. I'm watching the show. Let me deal with it how I'll deal with it. If you Rick was, died, <laughs> though, I mean that's the thing. If Rick had died, and I don't blame them for not killing Rick off. I, they want to do other stuff. But if Rick had, by Rick not dying, doing these little meta conversations mean nothing. Yeah. I totally get. I, mean, I totally get what you're saying by having him. You know, the eleventh hour gets saved. It takes away all the gravitas from the episode. Yeah, it's there's absolutely correct. I totally yeah. agree. And still could have had that whole thing. He got saved and ever all of that stuff, but not shown it. And then it's a surprise when the movie, or you know, something like that. We like if they yeah. did this with if they did this with um Glenn in terms of he gets his brain bashing right. But if they had did something where he thought, instead of it just being what it was, if they had something where he was thinking to himself, will Maggie be okay without me? And Herschel comes and takes him away. That could mean something. Like, that would be something emotional that would mean something. But to do it the way they're doing it with with Rick, yeah, it, it is very weak. And I can understand why people are angry. This and, is, speak, it, and speaking it, to Aaron's point, real quick, Aaron, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, it's fine. Speaking to your point, it would have made much more sense to have Carl or Lori. Lori. Or, or, or his any, son any and his wife, yes, yeah. his family. Yeah. Then, you know, you, what is it, Sasha later or whatever? See, Sasha so kind of show us, by mm-hmm. not having Carl, you kind of show us maybe maybe things are not that great with yeah. when he left. Like, by not having I think him they were. I, re- I really think that they probably tried to get uh, Chandler Riggs and he's. I, I think there's bad blood between the producers and him. I mean, reg- regardless of what they tried, what, regardless of what they yeah. tried, the fact is they didn't get them, and so right. I didn't exactly. like what That's I didn't like. Line. I didn't like what they did instead of it. Like exactly. the Sasha one seems like the most obvious. Like they wanted Glenn. Like it seems like Glenn would have yeah. been there, because but, they were not friends like that. Like yeah. they, they never, right. they never had any kind of. Uh, there was nothing. There was no bond with them. They they really didn't interact that much. The, the, yeah, nothing for a, pit, for a pivotal episode like this. Yeah, there's yeah, nothing. He that, would not look and see her. It was cool. That, like I wave, but I watch you on Star Trek, so it's not like I miss you. I <laughs> um, but yeah, it, 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 having Sasha on really, it, it kind of it really shows that huh, maybe you did some deaths that you shouldn't have did, uh, or you rushed it before you really thought about it. Leaning on um, leaning on that and leaning on what you said about Herschel, what I why I don't like this episode spoilers is that the the things that happen here none of this does anything for Rick as a character. No, and I think that's a huge problem if you're going to kill off Rick's character, or at least in the eyes of these characters, kill off Rick's character. Because I, if we're ending if we're ending his entire arc on this series, mm-hmm. what is what what are we coming away with? And the answer is nothing. Which makes no sense in the context of the show. He doesn't yeah. learn anything. He doesn't have any realization about anything. Mm-hmm. Nothing changes in his mind beyond right. I guess I was doing everything the right way, but bad luck. And even if it was bad luck, it denies that because he doesn't even f-ing die. Sorry. It, <laughs> if if he died, then yeah. yeah, that fits with the actual tone of the show. And guess what the show does every week? It tells you how hopeless everything is. But that's not the case here. Rick goes out a hero. He blows up the bridge of symbolism and like dies like, like if any. If anything, <laughs> if anything, pro- what would have been more significant is if you saw each of the other characters dealing with things without Rick, but kind of getting what Rick was trying to say to them. Yeah. Like, and- I, I don't want to jump ahead, but I mean, when Maggie makes that decision at the end, it would have been 
it would have made more it would have had more weight to it if she had come to that decision thinking about something her and Rick had talked about as opposed and, to just looking at how pathetic the guy is like and, and there's but there's nothing there there's no emotional no, weight to what's happening there's yeah. like an inherent like yes yeah. you feel bad cuz this guy's going through this thing and so you're a human and so you have Carol empathy too. like yeah. like we should have seen something with we should have seen uh uh something where Carol made a decision uh thinking of Rick uh Daryl made a decision thinking of Rick like showing that it's not futile that what he was trying to get them to listen to. Like it wasn't just for nothing. It did matter. He did he did kinda do something that mattered to them and it affected them in a way that yes, they can move on without him. Like they they, they can come together and make better decisions without him. He doesn't have to ride in all the time. Like if they had solved this without Rick I think probably would have been a, a better thing to kind of send off to Rick if they had, if they had come to a good decision and saved their communities without Rick doing it. It might have been a little bit better. Well, yeah, it, it it fits to what both Rick's vision for his society is, as far as we can work together, and it fits with what the show's motto is, as far as people just die on this thing. It's yeah. not a, it's not a big deal. Well, it's a big deal as far as, hey, that person died, but it's not a big deal as far as the circumstance. And I've, honestly, if Rick just fall, fell on rebar and died, like if this whole episode is a damn dream sequence and he just was still on the rebar at the end of it, that's also a cheat. But it's still, I'd, I'd appreciate that more as far as the show just saying, yeah, this is what happens on The Walking Dead. People die. Like, yeah. it sucks. And it's random. It's terrible, which is, but which is why something like Lori's death meant a lot because it's like, yeah, it's not because like she was, you know, some crazy. It was just like the situation got out of hand and she got mm-hmm. bit or whatever, and, and it sucked. Like that's and that 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 left, leaves an impact. Mm-hmm. This is just like it's all over the place. It's giving me dreams that Rick's dealing with, and uh, all these other people don't really get what's going on, so it doesn't really matter. Rant, well, Sasha the, shows up. Like, it's the emotional send off that you just don't get. <laughs> Unless you die, like it's the it, it doesn't matter if you. And I think really that die. I think you're right about the whole uh, green showing up because they couldn't get everybody that they wanted. But I think that part of the subtext they were trying to get there uh, was if you remember how Sasha went out, she basically sacrificed herself in order to you know help the cause. Um, and I think that maybe that was supposed to correlate to a little bit of inspiration of what Rick does at the bridge. I don't know. I mean, to me, I don't think that that's not how I read it, but I think that's what they were trying to go for as far as I I but But Sasha died, like died trying to make up for being selfish about it. Remember she, her and. All right. But I'm just saying she gave herself to. The cause she you know. did. I mean, but it's still weird because the reason why she did it was because she effed up. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I don't. I don't disagree with. There's a logic to why she's there. I like. I don't. I may not like this episode, but I don't think the. I don't think Gimple and uh, Matthew Negrete. I don't think they're idiots. Like they know. Like okay, we can't get the things that we probably ideally want, so we'll do the best we can with what we have. And they wrote themselves a a scenario that makes a level of sense to them, and that you can write about and. You know, the articles that have all come out this past week and whatnot, I, I get that there is a logic to why they're showing up. It just doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything to me. Like you can explain it away all day, but do, it doesn't know, give me the kind of feeling I would have hoped for. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I mean, I really think because you talked about the, the Maggie Negan scene at the end and everything. I really think that 
we could have done with a little less fever dreams and blacking out and flashbacks and whatnot and all that stuff and could have maybe added another five minutes of scenes with Maggie and Negan and brought more weight to that. Cause I thought Jeffrey Dean Morgan killed it in that scene, but it was kind of just jarring and forced in there. It wasn't something built built up to or anything. Well, yeah, it's like watching if you if you watch yeah, a person think, in a phone booth crying, it's like that's really emotional and powerful. It doesn't mean anything to me. Like that's what I that's what I get from that scene. Like, yeah. well, from if they would have drugged that out for another five minutes, it would have I think been yes. more pathetic. No, no, like, no I don't no, think not, I don't think more time is what. No, that I'm scene not saying needs. drag out that scene. I'm saying other scenes prior to that. You know, have yeah, but have more go on. Whole, like have Maggie go down there, then decide I'm going to go back. You know, I don't I don't know. I just wanted more of that that interact between the two of them not more of him crying and bubbling bubbling and all that other crap i'm just saying on top but but that's what they did but but that's the state he was in so if you if you go down there and he's not in that state then when he gets in that state it seems like it comes out of nowhere so like i i yeah i i have i mean we'll get there but i have a lot of mixed yeah, we'll, feelings about we'll, that. We're, we're like barely <laughs> scraping this episode i'm sorry i drug us back into the whole dreams already yeah. stuff where what else is happening <laughs> um, <laughs> she, um okay go jim go jim thank you <laughs> um he gets back in his old patrol car with shane uh shane asked him how's my baby girl by the way <laughs> I know That's it sounds so disrespectful. And the look yeah. on his face. So disrespectful. That, just that that <laughs> that I'm poking you, yeah. kicking you while yeah, you're down. But it's Rick's subconscious doing yeah, it. Yeah, it is himself doing it to him. <laughs> oh, for no, sure. True, yeah. true. But it's for still sure. awesome. It's great. I mean, that is good. That is, that is, he knows him. So that's, that makes sense. Shane's kind of intent on taking credit for Rick's transformation into an a-hole. And mm-hmm. he even uh, kind of forgives him for what went down that night in the field. But then uh, Rick awakens to find a walk, walker in his face trying to take a bite out of him. He has to punch his way out of the opposite wall of the house. <laughs> I, I like I like when he's when when Shane's like wake up like I like I like how his his dream sequences are like jarringly stirred yes. stirred yeah. up and like he gets right. out of the consciousness. I do like again I think technically there's a lot of good stuff in this episode. I do like Nicotero does a good job of directing this thing and giving use of surreal imagery and yeah. jarring edits to really in, intensify I mean, the situation. I, I I know I sound like I don't like it or what I said, but I I did still like a lot of the episode. There are things I still enjoyed, but yeah. but there was problems. I mean, we do have to discuss it. Yeah. There were issues. Um, and slash Jadis arranges for a rendezvous with the helicopter people, despite not having an A. Uh, Maggie arrives at the door to Alexandria's prison and is blocked by Michonne. Um. The, you know, she tells her the one thing I had no, was knowing that I was going to see Glenn's murderer die, and you took it from me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Michonne ends up relenting and handing over the keys. That was kind of quick, right? Yeah, consider- uh, didn't that felt kind of quick to you. I mean, of the complaints I have about this whole subplot, honestly, I, I do like how those two communicate with each other. I, do, I think that works for what it's doing. I do, but if she had said to, like, the way that she spoke to Maggie all throughout this first half of the season, it was like she was full on board with Rick. But then, Rick ain't here, and then she talks to Maggie, and it kind of seems like, nah, I hate that mother effer too. Go kill him. 
Like I mean, she just kind of gave no, in quite that way. I mean, come on. She didn't do it that way, but she kind of felt the way she reacted was like, I didn't agree with Rick, really. I I tried to because I love him, but in actuality, I I really didn't believe that he should be spared. I, I didn't quite read it that way. I feel I mean I feel like it's a, it's a bit of a shortcut. I would say as far as how we get these characters it to this point, so something can happen. It, uh, it, yeah, but I mean, the, but the like the other way to see it. I mean, you have to truncate it a bit. I get that, but also, what does it come down to? Something like Morgan and Carol, or where uh, where Michonne and Maggie have like a slap fight again, and the name of what we can do to some person. I mean, it's, no, they don't need the fight. They don't need the they don't they don't need them to fight. But I it just felt like if she hadn't said all those things prior to this like she believed in him being kept alive i i wouldn't probably wouldn't have thought about it if she had had one conversation with rick saying i don't know if he it it might not have been the best idea to keep this dude alive once just once when they're talking in private if she had said something then i can understand her a little bit with the, the the way that she gave in she could have stayed quiet, too, because a lot of Rick's attitude about the whole thing it was dealing with the letter Carl left, you know. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> and end this differently. Well, I'm just saying. I, I know, I know, I know, I know I what know. you're saying. It's, just, it's not you. It's just the magical letter. The, yeah. the, the, the magical, no the magical epistles of Carl. It's yeah. just the yeah. magical letter that made everyone who read it stop doing what they're doing and go against what they originally right. wanted to do. I, I hear they stashed the letters in a red violin somewhere now, too. Like, it's really safe. Well, <laughs> <laughs> they used the blood of T-Dog to write those letters. I was going to wow. say, I was hoping T-Dog. I was hoping T-Dog was going to drive up that's, in a bus. That's the, why it meant so much. You know, and that's why... Like T-Dog with a bus full of kids. Oh, yeah. Cut yeah. to a flashback of Carl yeah. getting a, a, a feather out and dipping into a little vial to write the letter. He, he knew this was going to happen, and he left a letter for Carl saying, use my blood to write these notes <laughs> to stop the war, and it worked. Let me ask, let me ask, a, you, a, ser- let me ask a serious question. <laughs> um, why is Negan still important? The Savior's left. Like, what is he a symbol of at this point? Like, what does it matter that he's... Well, in real life, we just like that actor so much when (laughs) we don't want him to leave. But in the world, I guess he's supposed to be a symbol for uh, rebuilding civilization, right? Instead of going into... do with him like like Kirkman did in the comic, except for the fact that... They don't have all the pieces to do like they did. No, nah, they don't have all the no, pieces. All they, the it's time. too different. Yeah. <laughs> I was just waiting for T Dog to drive up in that bus full of kids to pick up Rick. You know? Oh man, you that would have that would have been the icing on the cake. When me. they get to the civilization, it'll be that T Dog ran it. It T Dog is the head of that organization. I can't wait for the statues they carve of him. And oh, the it's going to be awesome. I'm sure. I'm, I just assume next week's episode opens on a close-up shot of the T-Dog statue, and they zoom out to see the the, the, uh, the paradise that they've made in the years since Rick's gone. I'm pretty sure who's ever running this paradise that we're thinking of is uh-huh. Mark Hamill. Is who? Mark Hamill. Because every time Jadis talked to whoever was on that radio, it sounded like Mark Hamill to me. Okay. Oh, I, I hear he does the voice for Judith, Judith Grimes. You didn't know that? I'd heard. I heard. He does all the voices. All the voices. Um, but um, Michonne hands over the keys. Yeah. She goes down to the uh, the the Hannibal Lecter cage, and uh, Negan kind of tries to bait Maggie. Goes into graphic t- detail about pulverizing Glenn's head and dares her to kill him because it was worth it. He says, 
Um, but as she orders him into the light, he see he, uh, <laughs> she kind of realizes he he was getting her to use that crowbar on his cranium so he could be with his wife, so he could be with Lucille. He says, "Step into the light, Negan," <laughs> <laughs> and then they start dancing. Yeah, the symbolism I, in this show is not subtle in any. No, well, that's my that's subtle, that's my other issue. Like, I feel like the the past few episodes have been very good. They it's have. because they've kind of ditched the BS that I tend to call the Walking Dead out on, as far yeah. as how they handle the symbolism, the characters talking only in like plot motivation and not like. But actual, it's all like, been. Feelings. But it's all been about metaphor bridge, dude. I, yeah. Well, yeah, this episode. <laughs> yeah, that's what the that's what the problem is. It brings back all of those tropes that i don't like about the show that they found that way to ditch and like brought them back in full force for this very important episode it really feels like for this one episode they went back to the to the original dude who does these kind of things all the time uh what's his name um scotty gimps yeah boy yeah it it feels like for this particular (laughs) episode they go back to all of that stuff that they said they were getting away from oh this had his Uh, all over it yeah because it you know like not wanting to kill him and the way they do it and the metaphors and the you know and the dream here, Angela, sequences here, here, here angela king hold my beer yeah it's like <laughs> let it, it finish it, and then he did the thing himself in my notes for the negan scene by the way i wrote blah 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 negan cries yeah that sounds <laughs> about right um maggie says i came to kill negan and you're already worse than dead and uh she leaves the prison uh, Michonne barely notices that there isn't any blood on her crowbar, and then Diane alerts them to the the Rick emergency already in progress. So, so this Negan thing, it's uh, Russ. Did you have anything more you want to say about the whole Negan stuff? We're here. We're at it now. I, I you know, the, it goes against everything last week. I still do. I think. Yeah. I, well, no, I I don't know about that, but uh, of being a manipulator. I'm very conflicted when it comes to this because I don't see Negan as the kind of person that's going to break down to this yeah, degree not yet. And it seems a little yeah. odd to me. If 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 he was playing her, then I totally get it. Like I just kept waiting for that's him to what try something yeah. or to do something and if and if he was using this as a ploy, then I would totally get it. Like I'd be like, "Okay, yeah, that makes sense." Him breaking down like this, I just, I just no. don't get. I mean, you know, I guess maybe you can make the argument. Well, it's been eighteen months. He's basically been in solitary confinement for eighteen <laughs> months, and that'll kind of mess you up. Um, but for him to be, like we're saying earlier in the season, for him to be in a better place at what appeared to be emotionally, um, I, I, I just don't see the breakdown to this level. I. I when it when it was with Michonne and and he went on about Lucille, I got it. Like, okay, that made sense to me. But this with uh, this with Maggie just seemed to be way over the top. It, it's I, rushed. I it's a it's a cheat. It, it's it, 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 there's there's not enough because we've cut ahead eighteen months and, be, and be, if, without having seen you know Jeffrey Dean Morgan in this position long enough mm-hmm. and god i don't need more of him anyway but still it 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 it's just a giant rush because it knows that the show's going to jump ahead several years next week so you need to you need to alter his character and i understand that but the the arrival at how to do that just doesn't doesn't add up like you're saying it doesn't make no. any sense that he would ditch the bravado that he's used as a cloak all of this time 
Yeah. And because he's had yeah. these feelings, because they've always been underneath him, and suddenly now is the time it gets dropped? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It the show doesn't hasn't done the proper math. I could to get only us to that see point. this cloak drop if he had to save a kid. Yeah. And even then, I it it's. Mm, but but he but they have shown a thing with him where he's not exactly comfortable with killing kids. I mean that you say I'm saying it like you're supposed to be comfortable with that. No, I'm not saying it like that. But he seems to have a well. They kind of imply that he seems to have a a soft spot for children. It's supposedly because of the Carl thing, right? Except, so, except when he was going to beat him over the head of a baseball bat. Except when he was going to beat him over the head. With his, and it's, that's the thing yeah. too. And again, that's why, it goes yeah. to the other guy. It goes to Gimple. My problems with Gimple being doing some of these episodes, where he goes back and forth on it. He yeah. wants Negan to be dangerous, but now he wants. But he also wants to keep Negan. And make him kind of an anti-hero. That's what I think they're going with. Well, that's what they have to do, especially since yeah. they, you know, now especially because they got rid of Rick, so it's right, even more right. so. Like, regardless of how the comic goes, where it's taken some turns, um, it's this this approach to him now. It's like, okay, we need to we need to keep involving him. But the, I mean, you know, I'm not a big fan of how they've handled Negan on this show, and so it's it's like they keep taking these cheat steps to get you to understand a new side of him. But it's yeah. like, well, no, you can't. You can't take an actor like Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who's very good, give him this very broad character, and then waste the opportunity to develop that character. Like it doesn't, it doesn't well, the add up. Worse that I did watch Talking Dead, and he did the way he was talking. It was like he didn't read the script for this week because the way he was talking, it was like, oh yeah, I was playing her, I was playing Michonne left and right. That well, is not the same person that sat there crying in this week. Well, take on the, this episode. I, now I'm not saying this is the case, but let. Take this into consideration, this possibility. Okay, Negan's not an idiot. I mean, he does have some street smarts and whatnot. Um, knowing, knowing Maggie's reputation and everything else, it's quite possible that he thought, if I look pathetic, she won't kill me. If I beg her to kill me, she won't kill me. So it's quite possible that that he was playing her, but not playing her to take make a move, but just to keep himself from getting killed by her. Bear McCleary's score is ranging on my ears too hard to be like it's all a ruse. Like exactly. he's, they want you to they want you to think of him as being as pathetic as possible. Yeah. Like I, well, I'm I hear it's thin. Yeah. It's very thin. I'm just saying that's a possibility. You've already cracked through the ice. It's no, it didn't happen that way. I mean, I'm talking here to 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 Chubstradamus and and Daryl. So who knows? Maybe I'm way off, but I, I can't I can't quite. I don't I can't think quite by, by seeing the, the, together, the montages for as, for the time you know when they jump in time. You, I see a lot of him talking to the kid. I, there's going to be a like I can see them going playing on that a lot to form that relationship with the kid. Where yes, he's a dick, he's a murderer, and he's all those things. But how do you redeem him enough that people won't hate him so much? Have him save a child, which is what I mean. If Carl was alive, that would play a bigger role, but he's not. So You're whatever. Absolutely right. You're absolutely <laughs> you, heard, you heard it here first from Negro Damas himself. So uh, I, when I, they I, all say when, the, when he says next week, I told you so. Just yeah. remember what you I, I, I foresee a lot of conversation like he had with Michonne. I, I foresee that being with 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 Edith, with, uh, with Judith, Judith Grimes. I mean, with Judith. Yeah, yeah. I see that Judith, happening Judith, a Judith lot. Grimes. I call her Judith, 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 Judith Grimes. She has to say her whole name and say it twice. Little, little, That's little a, ass kicker. Anyway, 
A little ass kicker, I forgot. Yeah. A little ass kicker, yeah. yeah. Uh, I wonder if uh, Daryl will call her that now. That she's I hope so. That would be a nice callback. It would. Oh, where uh, is she Rick- from, too? She's in, like, the adult one. She's show on. I'll look it up. She's Ray, and she's young Ray. Young oh, Ray, that's what it Ray. is. Okay, I knew it was oh, something. you know what it is. Yeah. You know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Drink. Uh, Rick continues to lead the herd down the road. He's fighting to remain conscious. When he next passes out, he's in the back of Herschel's barn. What? Uh, and I, 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 I was a little um, verklempt at, at Scott Wilson. I mean, since he passed away, I oh, mean, I love him, granted, it, you know, it's like you know, all, I have the same issues that you guys all had with these flashback sequences mm-hmm. or what have you. But to see Scott Wilson one more time in this role he still makes me smile when I see him. Yeah, he, and he's like he's clean shaven too. Like he's mm-hmm. you know last last we saw Herschel, he's you know rocking a little more Santa Claus than normal. But like mm. you know here he's he's this pure form, but it's got the hokey Hallmark movie lighting and behind them both. It's like right. okay, like emotionally, <laughs> it's easy to trigger things as far as like okay, yeah. this is there's a bittersweetness to what's going I'm on. I'm good here. with him being if he could have. I I would I'm cool if he could have been the one leading him throughout the you know if he had flashbacks of him. Throughout yeah. the show, I would be a lot better with yeah. them. I I made the joke while we were watching it that it's the it's the farm that all the old dogs go to. <laughs> <laughs> no, your dog didn't pass away. You just took him out to the farm. Yeah, Herschel's farm, a place that's been a place that's been known for how how well it stands up under pressure, right? Well. And, how, and burning down. Uh, his yeah. his old friend reassures him he doesn't have to worry about Maggie. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't have to concern himself with keeping the family, his family together. Maggie was getting strong; it was strong, getting stronger. And then, in a subsequent reverie, Rick finds himself in a landscape that was corpses as far as the eye could see, including uh, Jesus and Rosita. Um, definitely had some stand-ins there for Beth and Carl. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess they'd be lions because they weren't really standing. Um, but Sasha rises from the corpses to tell him that it's okay that everybody died because you did your part like I did mine like the others before us Uh, my my notes here I have Herschel shaven uh, abstract dead stuff and then (laughs) Sasha question mark (laughs) (laughs) Uh, before before he wakes up again Sasha says uh, he wouldn't find his family because they weren't lost, and you are not lost. So uh, he snaps back to consciousness, and he finds himself at the campsite near the bridge. And the herds are converging on him. He leads them to the bridge, only to collapse and to be saved by Michelle and, and Daryl and company. Um, they're reunited with his. You know, he's happy to be reunited with his family, uh, but his significant other insisted they fight to carry on. It's not over, she said. We don't die. I um oh we back we backtrack a bit we uh we get Rick like a, he comes across the whole like whatever the hell happened last week with Carol in the in the group mm-hmm. like he comes across the remains of that site where like there are people dead and walkers around right what what the hell happened there I have no like they got in a I, fight and then I like nothing we never know apparently yeah it was like, I, what? I don't know either that's why I feel again it feels like a gimbal episode. It, it it feels like we missed an episode. It feels like there should have been an episode in between this. This is happened last year during the war. Like there are points in that some of those episodes where it feels like they didn't have time, so they just it feels skipped. Like, like we, part we, is, this part has been edited for time. Yeah, like, remember, we, yeah. remember we were talking about a dumpster Glenn episode. Between yeah. that and like when we finally saw what happened to Glenn, mm-hmm. he lived. We had 
wasn't it the um the Morgan episode? Wasn't that the one that's between that? Which yeah. is like one of the best episodes of Walking Dead. Yeah. It seems like we missed one of those. Like we, we were due for like, all right, Rick's gone for a week. He's on rebar somewhere. Right. Let's let's deal let's hear more about Negan, I guess, if we're gonna do something with him. Let's hear more about what's going on with Carol and the Saviors. Like I get that there's an immediacy to what's happening because you know, there's yeah. walker hordes on the way, but it's like I bet it was bad planning on their part, but if they could have gave me maybe some more Negan time, seeing Negan where he is as a person compared to the other people that are around him every day. Hell, if you wanted to give us a stupid bearded Negan prequel episode, like the governor or something like that, and like <laughs> see, what, see what was going on before no, that. Like, okay. Oh, I don't that's, want that. No, I don't want that. that. No, it's like, okay. that's, that's <laughs> something at least to like, if you're going to try to force on me this idea of who Negan suddenly is, at least that's something. And maybe at the same time, clear up whatever the hell happened with Carol last week. But it's like, okay. I would, yeah, I would prefer, uh, uh, you know, Negan talking to uh, Rick a little bit more and maybe Michonne showing that Michonne has been talking to him uh, little by little, telling him about, the, you know, what's been going on. Maybe some of that. Like, some so of that's that what interaction. Like, like, yeah, Rick having fever dreams while stuck on rebar of, like, the various conversations he's had in between yeah, making, yeah. You know, rebuilding the communities. Like any of that, like oh, because the need to show Negan always feeling like he is on top. Like when he talked to Rick, it was like it's all gonna go to shit. Like why would he still sound like that if he's that broken? He did not seem broken until I just when we yeah. we saw him in this episode. And I know they wanted to be like again. It feels like a gimbal thing. Oh, we we're tricking you, the audience. It's going to be a surprise when he breaks down because you thought he was Negan, you know, like evil Negan who's in control and he's going to jump at her and he's going to, you know, try to get out. But no, he's broken Negan. But you haven't earned the broken Negan, so it doesn't feel right. It, yeah, it that's feels weird, that's off. A, that's a weird sentence. You haven't earned the broken Negan. You got to earn the broken Negan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so after, uh, they assure him that what he sees and feels is real, that she tells him to wake up and blah, this is just a big fake out. Yeah. Which I, I, I was, was happy pretty, with. I, I, I was happy that cool. that was a fake out because like, yeah. they're all storming the bridge. And it's like, okay, come on. Super yeah. happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, please. Yeah. It was a little too it convenient, was. but it was still kind of a nice, it was a cute scene though. I it, did it, feel good about it. I yeah, mean, it was, it was a cool little, you know, like scene of them working together. Like if we had gotten time. Like, if Rick didn't die in the middle like this or whatever, and we have gotten time for them to kind of get their shit together on their own, and then they come together and, and do this, and, and Rick could die, I think I would have felt a little bit better about it. The sloppiest zombie version of Bridge on the River Kwai ever. <laughs> <laughs> and if you've seen that movie, you'll get that reference. Okay. Yes, you will. Um, one of them, one of them you have awesome, five hours. Awesome movie. It's, it's five perfect, hours. It's a perfect film. It's not five hours. Ten? No. No. Ten. Anyway. You're killing me, man. You're killing three me. of those hours are just William Holden just hanging out. Like, yeah, <laughs> I escaped. <laughs> Whatever. I'm out of here. And then he goes, I'm back. good. Rickley's the herd to the bridge. Uh, but the bridge holds. Stronger <gasps> than he thought. The stupid Message. bridge. <laughs> is, is the metaphor was strong enough to hold. Message. <laughs> He's probably like, I told you, MFers, I told you. I told you, it all. I told so, you. so instead he goes all Michael Bay. He signals for his uh, family not to try to save him. Uh, 
but uh, when a walker knocks over a box of dynamite, he shoots the explosives <laughs> and sends the bridge up in flames. Because you know that's how dynamite works. Yeah, I was, I was, I that's where we that. that's where we keep the dynamite. By the way, on the bridge. You, you <laughs> right. know what I did like, and I kind of would have liked if they did more of it is if they had created, like, a little force field around him with the group. Like, every time a walker, if they did a little bit more of the arrows hitting. Because I did like that. When every time one would get close to him, the arrow would hit him with the arrow. And then, you know, like they had kept doing yeah. that and, you know, like, kind of protected him like that. That was a nice. Instead of some of the instead of some of the dream fever dreams, I, I would have liked to see a little bit more of that. I like this whole last dance, and as far as oh, Jesus, this, I, I hate Don't this. As like a, I hate this cry. as a story device, as uh-huh. far as what it's like. Where the plot's making this, as I've said, because it, it's just like he's a hero. Yeah, great, nothing new. But as far as like the Rick and Daryl relationship, like seeing, seeing them exchange looks and seeing Daryl like just basically cavalierly shoot these arrows off. It's like these aren't hard shots for me, but like I can help my buddy. Like there's stuff like that where it's like okay, like. Yeah, you're you're doing this, and this is fine, and like even Rick gets in a good kill, like he like he axes one in the face. I'm like, oh, good job, Rick. Like, way to pull your guns together for a second and nail that one in the face. And he even gets a great like one that when he realizes the bridge is going to stand, he gives a he gives a great like, are you kidding me? Kind of look on his face to the, yeah. to the like the horde of zombies. I was, it's pretty classic Rick Grimes, which I enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind or of even, or even if Maggie had to decide between killing Negan. Or helping favorite. Rick. And she made a decision to help Rick. That would have been something different. Like that would have shown yeah. some kind of kind of growth or whatever with her, with that character. Like it's not like it would have been more of you have to concern yourself with what's going on now. As a term and instead of sitting in the past and trying to just get revenge. Like what what is you what are you gonna do? What kind of you know, what what kind of person are you gonna be? in this world like that would have been something instead of the i don't know instead of the thing we got it's just uh, i don't know yeah i I, i'm glad you guys are all on the same page with me on this being disappointed Um, there's a lot of i I think i'm the lone dissenter (laughs) yeah there's a lot lot more it's the bridge of size the bridge of size Uh, (laughs) uh michonne and daryl you know real from the loss the chopper arrives a ways down the river to pick up Anne slash Jadis, but who should she, 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 ah, should she spot on the embankment? Rick Grimes, alive. So, With a big so, sign that said convenient. Yes. So just to name everything that happened here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Rick's on a bridge. He's not yeah. even on the bridge, right? He's no. kind of away from the bridge if you want to look at it. Right. right. He shoots dynamite, which, as we know, blows up dynamite. Blown up real good. It's like when you shoot a gas tank from a car. Yeah. And, and as Blown and as right we on. know, when explosions happen, they don't push you, like, way back, let alone obliterate you, because it's an explosion. But they apparently suck you into the river in front of you. Mm-hmm. So, that he, yeah. he, so that he floats yeah. down this river, does yeah. not succumb from any wounds involving explosions, no. a rebar piercing through him, or no. just basically drowning. Right. Uh, manages to wash a punch shore yes. right at the most convenient pie possible where Anne is broken down yes. somewhere nearby. Yes. Spots... Spots the like mud covered mm-hmm. random man that must mm-hmm. apparently look like Rick. Mm-hmm. All at the same time that the helicopter is arriving on the scene, unbeknownst to anybody else, because helicopters are super stealthy. Right. <laughs> and they're very they're quiet like, too. No very quiet. Hear that at all? And, 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 you watch and, Blue Thunder? 
the CIA uses. That's what it is. Yeah, and, he, and and he's a B um, apparently. He's a big B. So you know that works. Out, that works in everybody's favor. I don't know what a B is, but you it's promised good. A, you promised us I, an A. Don't trust the B in part twenty three. That you gave us. I have a theory on this. I'm thinking that it's simple as A stands for alpha, B for beta, and that the reason that she said him as a B was they didn't want, I, I, I don't know. I just, for some reason that maybe that would help convince them to take him with her. I don't know, but I, I cause I, I just get the impression A's are alphas and B's are betas. So, you know, the perfect specimens. Mm. Yeah. Like it's yeah, like that's a, the like, only thing I can think of. It had to be, you, you give us a healthy specimen and B okay. is one that's damaged. That, that, that makes sense too. Yeah. Okay. I, su- I suppose. Then that like, means they'll be running mm-hmm. tests. I mean, but I mean, I don't, I don't need to comment on the the three movies we're going to get to explain whatever the hell's going on. That stuff. They are going to have to wait movies to learn what an A and B are because, come on. Uh, maybe there'll be a Taco Bell presents Walking Dead's A and B explanation episode or something. What if What if T Dog was spiritual and he was magic? Oh, there you go. And he grabbed Rick and 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 caught him in time, and then he was there. Caught him in time <laughs> and put him on that bridge just when he knew Jaden would would look, and then uh, you know that that's all the convenient things you've seen like the dumpster. He he saved Glenn at the last minute, put Glenn <laughs> like under a guardian the dumpster. Angel. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. like a guardian angel to save everyone. Okay, let, let's go to, to Russ. Because Russ, to Russ you, tend, you tend to you tend to look at things pretty logically. Does any of this stuff of the bridge make sense? <laughs> As far as what the dynamite? Well, well, not the. I mean, we know the dynamite. Doesn't the dynamite going off. Rick's Rick drifting downriver just to where the helicopter was. No, but I uh, look. <laughs> we see all the time on <laughs> on this show that crazy, convenient yeah. things happen. Like people can wander off in a direction and come across people that are that that have gone in in some direction. Yeah days or even weeks ago and they would come across each other for some bizarre reason. Like we see that all the time. Like not just this show given that's, that's yeah, weird coincidences. People meet up with people out in the open, even though given the vast distances Hmm. of, you know, point A to point B, it seems highly unlikely. You know, it's, it's, it's like, uh, it's like two satellites colliding, you know, on, on, on their way to and from the moon. Three seconds turns into 20. When when people need to get away, yeah, highly highly yeah. unlikely. So again, as soon as they show Jadis in the car and then talking, doing her thing, I'm like, oh, okay, this is how Rick yeah. gets out. Like to me, it was so that's why I was last week. That's what I thought. I was like, if they cheat, yeah, if Jadis, they need this or they have this special organization, right? That they need people, right? So perfect sense, yeah. And and give and given that I saw the preview. Last yeah. week for this week, where Rick was walking on the yeah. bridge, I'm like, oh, okay, he's going to fall in, and she's going to conveniently yeah. find him. So, again, if this was something the show never did, I think I would be like, okay, uh, you know, yeah, th- this is this is complete <laughs> bullcrap. But given that they do this yeah. all the time, this is just another example yeah. of of stuff they do. Um, given where they wanted him to be like i guess this made the most logical sense from because a there's no way he would if he was alive there's no way he would and, and able to get back to the group he would never leave the group i mean that's his child is there like the woman he loves and the child is there there's no way that he would logically 
he either has to be dead or taken somewhere where he can't get back to them. Yeah, it's the only way. There's no. That's why when we talked about it, it's like there's no other explanation for how you can have him not come back to this group. And I think they should have. I think shooting those scenes was fine, but don't use them in this episode. Let him. Let us think he's dead. And then when the movie happens, you know, start it off with a flashback of this time and show this whole thing with Jadis because. But then we I'm can't announce that the show. <laughs> we can't announce the AMC yeah. initiative. They but. could still announce movies. They could still announce that Andy Lincoln is involved in them, but they don't have to. I mean, it, they give away their hand all the time now, it seems like. And on top of that, too, I agree with the whole thing what Russ was saying about, you know, if they didn't do this all the time. The thing is, is a lot of the audience was just now coming around to forgiving a, a, a Walking Dead uh, about the Glenn and the dumpster thing, and then they do this. I mean, it, I don't know about that. Uh, I'm just based off message boards and stuff I'm on, and I know it's the internet, but still, it just seems like people. Because I'm you, going by ratings. I'm just, like, yeah, you've still been losing ratings. I mean, that's forgiveness. Forgiveness is you still watch the show. Like, if you stop watching the show and you're losing ratings, then that's not for, that's not. But I'm just saying the, the the whole thing it was just very cheapened and and it it for me it did reopen a little bit of the way I mean I was way past the whole thing with Glenn right. dumpster but I mean it just dudes, dudes. yeah I'm so close to getting this recap done okay. <laughs> do it go for it go for it do it I'm like so close tell to us to shut up and just go for it okay. hey you're the captain Jim oh you wish um anyway. So, what the what on all their helicopter stuff? We fast forward a few years. We can tell because the trees grow from scene to scene. <laughs> and then we're joined by newbies uh, Magna, Yumiko, Connie, Kelly, and Luke uh, from a bunch of walkers. Just when it seems especially dicey for the group, a uh, young girl's voice calls out, Come this way, clear. And the uh, quintet introduce themselves. They politely ask what their rescuer's name was. And, uh,. The girl picks up Carl's hat, puts it on her head, and says, "Her name is Judith Grimes." Judith, Judith Grimes. Lightsaber Judith comes Grimes. out, and, and the she, barrel pulls out. She shoots, and the Bond theme plays. Yeah. Da da da. That's right. So let's all say it together now. WTH. <laughs> WTF. Wait, what did she say? Her name was Judith. Judith, Judith Grimes. Grimes. Oh, okay. Da-da-da-da. I thought. <laughs> I thought it was Carl two point oh. So okay. Oh. But anyway, that was the episode. Um, that's all. That's it. Yeah, there's not much to talk about because not a lot happens. <laughs> yeah, so, well, it didn't really cover too much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was season nine, episode five. Yeah. Um, what what uh, comes after? I was genuinely surprised with the time job. I did. I too. did not see I that coming. Too. I thought, okay, they did one this mm-hmm. season. I totally did not yeah. see another one coming. Well, the so thing when most. they did, when they did, I was. I was pretty blown away and and given it was nice and given that we knew this was Rick's last episode that there was something in there that was surprising like to me that was that was nice to actually watch the episode thinking I knew everything that that was coming and then to see that I was like wow they're being that and bold. it's a way like, to I, get away from having like a bunch of the rest of the seasons having sad episodes of everybody mourning Rick Again, don't you, know. you want that though? Like, no, not if you no. already just no. had 
the bunch of episodes of you morning yeah, we Carl. Just had a whole episode yeah, because then of it, like dream sequences of that, Rick, you know, passing on to the other side and everything's okay and yeah. everything. That's good. I don't need that. I don't need I, you know I, I five here, episodes of eulogies. Yeah, and, I, and I'm here or there on that. Like, I can, it can go either way with me, but it's like it's more of I'm so I'm still I'm annoyed about the whole killing off Carl thing because it really kind of took the wind out of doing this more with other characters and so you lose the lead character with rick and it's like well how do you if they were going to do a six-year time jump there's no reason from a storytelling point they should have killed carl yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's that's, I mean. that's the one thing of all of this that bugs me. I can see him and his pa- his father being so pissed when they watch this because because if you if you're you tell us the reason you're doing this is so that you could you know the characters aging and all that and then you go and do th- what they just did, it's for other reasons. Like, well, and I I think an older Judith is cool, but. It's still like a nine-year-old right. Judith. It's, it's not like a seventeen-year-old right. Judith. Like if if that's where they would the the way they wanted to go, they should have just done like a ten-year time jump or something like that. But to do six and and then kill off Carl, like if they didn't, if they felt like uh, Chandler Riggs wasn't up to par from an acting perspective, or he would want too much money, then fine. Then cast another actor that's in their mid to late twenties that can that can come across job. as twenty that looks kind of right. like Carl and maybe has better right. chops. Fine, and I think it would have fit more. Now, now the rest of this the season could be completely amazing, mm-hmm. and and this isn't going to kill my enjoyment no. of it. But there's parts of it that that just are like. You, if the business dictated them killing Carl, then I think they made a bad business decision. I think they sacrificed story to either prove a point or to put their foot down or whatever the reason. I mean, obviously, if they're throwing as much money as they're throwing at Norman Reedus and at um, Melissa McBride, at Melissa McBride, they could have gotten they could have gotten Carl off for a hell of a lot cheaper than three fifty or 300 K an episode. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what they were paying that kid. But, I think it was more I mean, than that if, though. I think there was a deeper reason for the, Oh, for sure. It has to be. Oh, Cause I, I will, I will tell you running around with um, Rooker and whatnot, you know, earlier in the show's run, I got to know Bill Riggs, his dad a little bit. And I mean, he would talk about fighting with the showrunners and everything about, car uh chandler's education and everything and now he's about to go off to college i'm thinking there was probably you know negotiations around his schedule and college and all of that stuff and amc just couldn't come to terms with it is what i'm thinking i i I, I completely agree as far as how that kind of thing goes and it's Mm -hmm. you know if if it works it if it works in you know the human being that is chandler briggs's favor as far as hey he gets to you know get a decent education and not suffer similar fates as some of the lesser when it comes to, you know, child actors, whatnot. good on him at the same time. It doesn't, it doesn't end up helping the show as far as the writers are just in this weird back wall. And it, you know, it sucks for how they have to figure out how to do with it. Also, you know, Riggs is not the best actor, but like, I mean, these all, all of these things, it, 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 it creates another hole in how to handle the, the rest of the series from then forward. And then Andrew Lincoln's like, I'm out here guys too. So it's like, Oh boy, there's a lot that they're trying to contend with, and yes, I see that that's a difficult thing to deal with, and they're doing the best that they can. And I, I get the work that's being done to make all of this work. And now we're in a, you know, we're doing like a soft reboot by moving things up a few years. 
I yeah. get all of the things that need to go into making this work. So the rest of The Walking Dead, you know, the 10 year plan they have can make yeah. sense. But as an episode, as this episode goes, I think it sucks. I think I think it's a way to send off Rick's character. I, yeah. And I think they, the, the lead up to it has been flawed as far as who's around and who's not around. And it almost well, feels like they knew people would be angry by how they're going to do this episode. So it's kind of like, let's just get let's just take the take the medicine and we'll jump it. You know, we are going to jump it in time and we're going to maybe they'll come back or they'll they'll forgive us enough when they see the progression of the next uh, rest of the season. And 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 Aaron, don't don't knock Chandler so much. Come on. (laughs) He's awesome. Just like everybody born on June 27th. He's awesome. <laughs> well, before we get to our busters, although we kind of telegraphed what we thought of it, uh, does somebody want to talk about our sponsor for me, please? Since oh, I'm Jesus. doing everything else. Our sponsor for this episode of the Walking Dead TV podcast is Sorry, but Discount Comic Book Service. It is the beginning of the month, so the November solicits are up. You can check them out. Uh, as I've mentioned before, I love the Excel spreadsheet because I'm that kind of a nerd. Uh, it's it's just nice to just kind of tick off the boxes and get your total and submit it up and wait for your goodness to come uh, and all that stuff is great. Uh, also, go to InStockTrades.com if you just want to catch up on, especially with all of the changes coming to the show and characters coming, new characters coming in that have comic counterparts and storylines that have been alluded to, even by Mr. Gimple himself. Uh, it's a great time to catch up on the trades, the hardcovers, the omnibuy, the compendium, however you want to consume The Walking Dead. Uh, the discounts are excellent on, on InStockTrades.com, much better than Amazon. Order more than 50 bucks, you get free shipping, and the books will come in pristine condition, unlike the uh, dime-size object in the uh, mammoth box that you'll get from Amazon, and your stuff will rattle and be all dinged up, and your corners will be all funky as it sits on your shelf. Um, So yeah, definitely check out InStockTrades.com, where they will pack it in that really cool form-fitting foam and put it in a box and send it to your door. Um, so definitely check out InStockTrades or DCBService.com. We thank them for their support of the Walking Dead TV podcast. Yes, and my next order is scheduled to be delivered tomorrow. So I just got my copy of uh, X-Men Grand Design, Second Genesis from them. So very pleased. Uh, okay, gentlemen, let's bust out with the busters. Uh, let's go alphabetically. We'll start with Aaron. <laughs> Um, I didn't like this episode. I would give it two. No, <laughs> I, really? I, I, I don't. I, I think beyond like the the good that you get from you know seeing some old friends and whatnot, the the value that's added there is minimal. Like it's there's a nostalgic aspect to seeing like Rico and the dead and out the dead or uh, beware the dead or outside whatever you know the the little the the horse son going into Atlanta things like that that call back to you know some key moments from the show or whatnot. But the writing is just it's so all over the place on how we want to handle what should be basically one of the biggest things that ever happens on The Walking Dead because you're taking the lead character away and instead of capitalizing on that opportunity to show us something that's new with Andrew Lincoln. And, you know, Rick Grimes and, like, what it what all this means or what he's taking away from this world as he supposedly dies, it's, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything with it. It just, it sends him out in a way that's, 
nothing, you know, all that meaningful beyond they blew up the bridge and has has so little to offer. It just feels like a bump in the road um, to lead us to the rest of the season, which I hope is good. Like, I I hope that this all leads to a, you know, the season so far has been very good up until this point. So I hope this is just, you know, a, a speed bump. But no, it just I... I, I feel bad. Like I'm not. I'm not the biggest Rick fan, but I feel bad for the people that are huge Rick fans on this show. That this is how their hero went away. I think there's so much more they could have done. And instead, they just kind of crapped the bed. So two busters. Okay, uh, Daryl. Uh, best show of the season. I loved it. Perfect episode. Everything worked. Um. It 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 ended the way that it should have ended. I give it five out of five. Okay, now that Daryl's evil twin has spoken from the alternate mirror universe, how about Daryl himself tell us what is best? All right, two out of five. I I know what it is. Do you know what it is? Better. Yeah, we already explained why. <laughs> we yeah. this way, so I, I'm not even going to waste any more breath on that one. Ah, uh, Rich. Yeah. So. Um, I'm just kind of looking because I wasn't sure if I was going to make it this week, so I sent you guys my review. But I'm so I'm kind of looking at it. I, I don't want to go over all this because we went through some of it in the episode. But um, speech, speech. I cannot give this a Buster rating because I both loved and hated this thing at the same time. Oh wow! I mean, th- you know, first of all, the whole Rick's final episode thing really rubs me the wrong way. I mean, it cheapened everything about. Andrew Lincoln leaving and everything. Um, you know, we talked about like the crazy horse and just all these other scenes that just didn't make a lot of sense, but there were things in those scenes like, yes, Shaniqua Martin Green really didn't fit into that so much, but I enjoyed seeing her again, even though I do see her on Star Trek, like Daryl said. Um, I just, there was a lot because everything about that scene I felt was a little cheap, but I did like seeing her. Um, and that's kind of throughout the entire thing, uh, the episode, how I felt. There were a lot of scenes. It's like, God, this is bad. But there were things in the scene that I'm like, but I like that. Um, so I was really back and forth on this. You know, I, I felt that they could have had more build up around the Maggie Negan stuff over the course of the four previous episodes instead of just her talking about it. You know, actually have that whole interaction between the two of them start earlier and drag, you know, not drag it out, but give more development to what is going on. Um, I, I thought the bridge explosion was cool, but I, again, like we just talked about the whole thing with Jadis finding him and he doesn't die. I don't know. I just had a problem with that. Um, I did, however, have a pretty good smile. I really liked the the three-episode preview thing or, or whatever it is. Um, I mean, as soon as I saw Dan Fogler, I like that guy. He is hilarious. I just – I was excited to see him. I don't know if he fits The Walking Dead so much, but we saw- I, I I would argue he – I mean, I, I like him more the drama that I've seen him do than the comedy. And so I'm like, oh, cool. He's here. True. But, I mean, on top of that, though, I mean, they introduced a couple of comedic actors on Fear this yep. last, and then they worked out very well, I thought. Um, so, you know, but everything about the preview, I liked seeing Carol as, as older, gender-bent um, Legolas. I liked uh, um, 
you know, the thing with that. I like everything with the Judith stuff. I'm really excited about that. I mean, given that we don't have Carl anymore and some other thing, I think that they could really do some good with it. And I, I'm excited. So I'll, I'll give the, the preview for the next three of five out of five busters, but I, I, I can't even rate this episode because it's just a mess. <coughs> Cop out. <coughs> okay, Russ. <laughs> I'm going to go totally against the grain, and I'm going to give it four out of what? five. I, I, I just really liked it. I, I thought the ending knocked it out of the park for me. That was what put me over the top. I think it was like a three and a half uh, before the ending, and the boldness and the way that kind of the ending happened with Judith coming on the scene to me is what put it over the top but I, I i was happy with it i thought i thought visually uh, there was a lot of really cool stuff going on uh we didn't talk too much about it but that creepy scene that like reproduces uh walking dead 100 with all the dead bodies uh laying around in there that just had a really cool look um and i i, I don't know i just i guess i just wasn't as harsh on the the daydream stuff as you guys were i mean i get that you, you, I, I think the criticisms were all valid um but I was fine with this. I, I don't. I, I guess I just did. I just didn't have the 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 hard criticisms that you guys had with this one. Well, look, can I let me ask a question? I'm sorry, we're in the buster age. But I do have a question because I want to talk about this because it's it's a big episode. Are you satisfied with how they got rid of Rick on this show? Like Rick's no longer going to be in The Walking Dead. Are you satisfied with this? Is the way that we got rid of him? Uh. Yeah, in that I would rather – to me, I think if they would have killed him, I think that would have just been a cop-out. Um, I, I mean for the, the actual specifics, I'm, I'm fine with it. I, I, I don't know how they would have done that that would have truly been uh, something that would have made everybody happy. But I, I'm fine with it. I mean he um, – you know, again, I, I guess you know in the end he kind of became Colonel Nicholson. Like he literally blew up his own bridge. <laughs> um <laughs> Spoiler for a, a 61-year-old movie. Um, yeah, but it but, wasn't like – Colonel Nicholson wasn't like – he was delusional. Like this was out of necessity. Like <laughs> that's why he blew up the bridge. I, I, no, I – I know. I, I know I you're mean, joking. I mean it's just <laughs> – okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It's fine. I I, th- I think it was fine. I mean he, he had – sure? What you, yeah, what you I, saying, I, Russ? I, what you I, saying? I th- I, let me – I just – well, we we have a whole episode with like Carl and these letters and this whole thing and like the various death sequences we've gotten for other major characters on this show. And I, do you look at this one as being like up to par with what's important for how this show handles its main characters and getting rid of them? Because it's that's that's what bugs me, and that's that's just what, that's why I'm railing against this no, more than others. No, I, I mean. You're you're right there. I mean this issue this this issue this show has had issues with how it gets rid of, of main characters. I mean, is this ultimately how I wish it would have gone? No, but I can't, nothing really sticks out to me as a better, as a better way. I mean, I think in order for it to not just drag down the show and have them think that he's out there somewhere, he, they had to have made it appear to everyone else that he's dead so that it, it just doesn't become a show about like, well, we're still looking for Rick or mm. we think he's out there oh, somewhere. Yeah, I get that. I get that uh, aspect for sure. I, um, you know, and you know, how could they have done it better? I, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess they could have, they could have engineered it in a way that made it more natural, uh, how Jadis found him. I guess they could have done it in a way that, uh, you know, some random group of people, you know, were to kidnap him, but they kind of set up this whole helicopter Jadis thing 
and to not do something with it in a way that it that that storyline is not going to drag down the main show now like we we don't granted we don't have answers to what those people who those people are what their real motivation is and what's really going on with them but the fact that that's not going to be another element on the show moving forward that's going to be handled somewhere else frees it up for them to to tell the kind of stories they want i i guess it, for me i think you know i know there's a lot of people that really like rick you know he's their favorite character and they're bummed to a see him go and then b to see him go like this for for me I mean, I like Rick as a character. I, I like him on the show. I, I think he's an important part of the show. But I think the the show is so much more than him. And I think now that if they're gonna if they're gonna let him out, I think this was the best way to 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 do it. In that everybody thinks he's dead, and we've jumped forward, so we don't have to deal with all the baggage. Now the show is really gonna go. You know, I, I like the fact that they were going down this whole we're rebuilding society mm-hmm. thing. And now they're gonna they're gonna push that even more forward. And so I, I guess the hope of the future with this really is what, for me, I guess what really put me in a good mood at the end of the episode and really has me excited for for what's to come. So it it may be more. A, I think I'm I'm putting a lot of weight on my rating of this episode on the technical side of it, like the actual look and feel mm-hmm. and what Nicotero did with. Uh, with the characters that were brought in and less on the actual writing and the story and then more on the ending. I think those two things really tipped it over the top for me. I, I, uh, I, I think you take those. I'm sorry. I'll, I hear what you're saying. And I promise I'll stop and we can keep going with busters. It's just this episode matters. That's why I'm just, I'm getting, I'm digging into it a little no, bit. More. I, I hear what you're saying. And I agree with the idea of, Especially with the hindsight that now we know Rick is going to continue being involved with walking dead in some capacity with that hindsight. Sure. The idea of, the characters having a believable reason to think that Rick is completely gone because he's been blown to smithereens, which I guess makes sense. I get that. I get that the show needs to do something like that to if you're not if they're if they're not going to kill him off, they need to make it very much appear like he's dead to all of the characters involved. It's yep. the it's weirdly I can buy into that more than I buy into Avengers Infinity War, where it matters to the characters that the other everybody's gone as opposed to what I think, because I think it's kind of a cheap way to end it. Regardless, the, the, I guess if Rick actually died, then this would, there would be a bigger deal for me as far as how they chose to handle his death. But because they have this whole three movie thing coming out, I have to kind of accept that you had to do it a certain way. I'm just not a fan of how they did it, I guess is what it comes down to. But as far as what you're saying, as far as building the show from here, yeah, I get that. And I like that. I do look forward to what the move is to do everything coming coming next like i i I can i can appreciate as far as we don't have to deal with the 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 rick baggage or whatnot now because we've moved past that based off this time jump i yeah i mean i I don't look at it from a perspective of like you guys are idiots because you gave it a two like i totally yeah i I don't don't think you're i totally get fighting you for like i'm not fighting you for liking it either yeah i know and and i don't I don't take it yeah. that way, but I don't want anybody out there to think, oh, he's just, you know, he's a homer and, you know, he's on a Walking Dead TV show, so of course he's going to rate it high. I mean, there may be some of that, but I, I think in, in general, I think there were enough things I liked about this particular episode that, that like I said, pushed – there are certain things – I tend to be a little more technical in – in these things anyway. I mean, I, I like the craft of, of a lot of, you know, when it comes to, to movie making and TV shows and filmmaking and things, I, I, I get a little nerdy about the craft side of it. And, um, and I, I, you know, it's no, it's no secret that I've, 
you know, the Nicotero directed episodes I've always had high praise for and, and said a lot of things. So when you take that into account and then, like I said, the ending, I, I think for me, that's just kind of what pushes a midland to mediocre episode into into a, a solid episode for me and that's so, what i like doing so again yeah like i don't this I podcast don't... with you guys for because i can as opposed to writing about a show where i have to delve into certain things that you know matter to me as as how i want to write about it we can talk about these little details as far as the evil dead house or whatnot and talk about how well done how well put together the show is which i do like to give credit to i don't like to just come down on the show for whatever problems i find with it. i like to give credit to the fact that yeah it looks great it's a great looking show there's a lot of good stuff in it the actors do their best with what's given to them there's so many things to admire about this that's why we do this podcast because there's stuff to like it's not just a downer show all the time yeah, I think I think I, I read a comment on Reddit earlier this week, and I think it sums up at least for me, and then probably a lot of Walking Dead fans now. And it simply just says, "I hate this show, and I'm never watching again." <laughs> I can't wait for Sunday. I love this show. <laughs> it's about yeah. right. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like what I was going to say with my Buster ratings. Imagine a giant blackboard full of like formulas, you know. Like like uh, math equations and stuff, you know. You've got you know Shane over Herschel divided by cheap out on Rick, you know, multiplied <laughs> by you know self sacrifice on the bridge, and you know, I like greater it. greater than you know the real like Russ said the cool scene with all the you know it's just this giant equation with all the elements of this thing, and I'm trying to add it up and get like a single Buster rating. I, I, I agree with a lot of things that Aaron said. I also agree with some of the things that Russ said, too. I mean, from a production standpoint, there's some really cool set pieces here. It was really cool to see uh, Scott Wilson again and to see John Bernthal in the role of Shane, even though it was kind of a cheap out, uh, you know, way to do it. Uh, it was kind of a, a it was kind of a cheat to me that Rick didn't die after they'd been teasing it for weeks and weeks and weeks. You know, nope, he's not going to die. He's going to go be in movies now. You know, it's like, wow, it's like a bait and switch. They never so, said gonna and die they said he's leaving all right ship. whatever okay <laughs> whatever dude hey it's my turn for busters all right you got yours hey you got if your Aaron can interrupt so can i <laughs> no you can't <laughs> yeah i have, I have my a, ship yeah anyway. daryl and i have a black pass for interrupping people that's right <laughs> it's reparations it, it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's okay for you to yell at the screen in the theater 40 interruptions. <laughs> oh, and yes. this, this is what we're doing now? Yeah. <laughs> we're going down that road. Anyway, so I'm going to have to just go right down the middle and give it a three because it was there were things about it I was incredibly disappointed about. There were things about it I found very entertaining and fun. Uh, as I, I think I, I messaged to you guys, 80% of this is what I thought it was going to be and 20% of it was what I didn't think it was going to be. As, as much as I hated the the uh, you know the Rick dream sequence stuff or whatever I really liked the idea of the time jump and the new cast and everything and really like giving the hitting the refresh button on the on the show I really am looking forward to that because it worked really well with uh, fear yeah to do something like that and I'm hoping that it'll work uh, here too so I'm I'm hopeful going forward but as far as this season's concerned this is my definitely my least favorite episode of the season and I totally get what Aaron is saying this is you know the main character of the show he's leaving and they they kind of cheaped out on the send off so I'm going to just split it down the middle and just say 3 and and erase my giant blackboard of theorem over here uh, that, <laughs> that I had to use uh full of I just I just imagine this like uh 
not DC New 52, but like a 52, mm-hmm. the comic series style right. Black exactly, Lord, exactly. Uh, was, with all this craziness. That was the metaphor I was going for, you know, the Rip, Rip Hunter's uh, uh, blackboard in, in the... Yes, yes. And then T-Dog in the middle, and they don't say why. Yeah, I just, you know what, if T-Dog had shown up in a bus in one of Rick's June sequences, you know, bus full of kids or something, I'd have given this a six out of five. But no, <laughs> no, they did not. It could so. be a, it could be Rick Point, and you yeah, know, Rick we'll, Point. <laughs> we'll see what kind of time travel shenanigans we get on, into. Crisis on Infinite Ricks. I can't wait for I can't wait for Walking Dead Zombies, the spinoff of this series. But who cares well, what we Mark think? Wolfman write that Crisis because I'd read that. I don't know. Maybe you should write it as a fan. I mean. Kirk Kirkman wrote Marvel Zombies, so what if he did a spinoff of his own TV series? Oh, uh, ooh, maybe. Or TV, I, TV Rick could meet comic book Rick. Yeah. Rick, I, Rick I, of I, Two Earths. In, a, in like oh. a, a Paula Abdul meets Scat Cat type scenario where it's animated and live action. <laughs> wow. Sure. I'd watch that. I'd watch that. Where are we going? I'm anyway. Gonna- with this expanding universe and not not the movies, but I mean other things they're coming up with. I'd like to see what's happening in the zombie apocalypse on other continents. He said that. Well, I think that's their. Po- I think no, he literally said David. Literally, you yeah. say that. Cool. Part I can't wait show. to see. I can't wait to see what Africa looks like in Atlanta. Oh wait, I saw that in Black Panther. Never mind. <laughs> 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 Rick, Rick, Rick wakes up, drive, goes for a drive, and he sees Woody Harrelson digging through a hostess truck full of uh, snowballs. And, uh, uh, but who cares what we think? Because, you know, we're just a bunch of blowhards who talked for two hours about an hour-long show. <laughs> we have an incredible podcast group uh, on Facebook. The uh, Walking to TV podcast is what it's called. It's on the Facebooks. And every week we ask you to weigh in with your busters. And holy cow, did you this week? Holy moly. I better wet my whistle here before I begin. Also on the Facebook group, you can read Aaron's written reviews of each episode of The Walking Dead at WeLiveEntertainment.com. There are links to that there. Also, whenever we find news, fun gifts, uh, all kinds of stuff. Um, it's always there on the Facebook group. So by all means, join that Facebook group and, and join the fun. Uh, we start out with Tracy Kramer Webanks, who says, I am this level freaking out after putting up a gif of Jim Carrey losing his mind. So she must have been really freaking out. Or he, I guess Tracy uh, could be a man or a woman. Somebody um, stop them. Somebody well, was freaking out, yes. The picture looks like a woman, so I would say. Oh, okay, I didn't, I didn't enlarge the picture. Uh, let's, Brent let's, Young, stop, let's stop buying into this gender stuff, guys, okay? Everybody's everybody. <laughs> Aaron could be a girl's name, too, okay? If you spell uh, it that way, sure. Yeah. Uh, Brent Jones, I can't believe they did it. Six exclamation points. Five happy endings out of five. I can't believe how excited I got they did it this way, and hearing Gimple right now on Talking Dead has me even more excited. Great to see Herschel and Shane. Would have liked to have seen others, mostly Glenn, but it was pretty well done. I don't understand how he ended up on the river since he wasn't on the bridge. Yeah, we talked about that. But I don't care either. I also feel like Negan was faking to Maggie. I don't believe him. And I hate that we don't see them mourn Rick. They just skipped over that. So, uh, Charlie Messing is kind of a... Um, an emotional one here. I'm writing this with 10 minutes left in the episode. I can't watch anymore. I'm going to turn this off and I'm closing the book on this chapter of my life. Uh, goodbye, AMC's The Walking Dead. As I turn off the TV, Rick is still alive and I choose to leave the show before he's killed off. 
I know AMC's Walking Dead would never fake us out again and make us think a character we love died. So I will not finish AMC's Walking Walking Dead Rick's final episode, which, by the way, could they shove it in our face anymore? Which, <laughs> why, why is there saying, what, they're saying on Twitter he's still alive? Mother efforts, they did it again! Movies? Turning on AMC to Talking Dead. Andrew's British, when did that happen? Uh, I imagine when he was born, Charlie. Uh, Judith is older now. Okay. Yeah. Three out of five. Anyone else think that Sasha was meant to be someone else? Yes. Uh, all due respect. I don't think she or Rick were really that close. Yeah. Uh, Dre Irvin chimes in five. I definitely needed a little ass kicker Judith to show up out of five. My anxiety level never came down during this episode. I love the Rick and Shane scene the most seeing Herschel broke my heart. I am be- I'm beyond excited to meet the new characters and get into the whisper story. I also enjoyed the callback to season one with the long with the song Space Junk. Um, the same song played when he was trapped in the tank. P.S. Carol has kind of a Lord of the Rings vibe going for in those previews, and I'm here for it. Uh, Mary Terpecki also chimed in. Carol and Michonne look all kinds of badass. I love it. <clears throat> uh, Kevin Barry, three. Why not bring back T-Dog during the Rick flashbacks out of five? That's right. Yes, thank you, Kevin. Exactly. The episode had some predictable moments, but I enjoyed it and excited about the time jump. Uh, Brian Arnold, five Andrew Lincolns out of five. The last five minutes turned what I thought was only a halfway decent send-off for Rick into the most awesome episode I've ever seen in a really long time. I'm excited to see where things go from here. An amazing episode. Uh, Mike Jones wrote in, uh, I've decided to delete my post and not rate it. Very frustrated over Rick's final episode, except these three more movies. Stop playing AMC and Gimple. I, I, I read that. I'll, I'll butt in here. Uh, I just I, I wanted to just give Mike Jones a hug and just tell him like it's gonna be okay, man. Like we'll 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 get through it. It's 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 gonna be all right. It's cool, dude. Put on a ghost album, you'll be good. <laughs> I know he's a big fan of that band. Uh Susan Monk, four impossible white man endings out of five. Uh roller coaster of emotions on the show. The flashbacks were great. Love the edit from Shane in the patrol car to Rick in the cabin. Seeing Herschel was so sad, but Michonne at the bridge broke me. Uh, Negan had a great scene with Maggie in his basement cell in the best of all possible worlds. This would be JDM's Emmy nomination scene. I'm hoping we'll get some flashbacks to the time after the helicopter showed up, or at least some mention of our group wondering, WTF, a helicopter? Judith Walsh Grimes truly is a little ass kicker now. She was awesome. Looking forward to how they deal with this next bit of comic book storyline. Uh, Jason Graining, five, wake me up before you go-go's out of five. Uh, so much to say about this episode. I enjoy how they weave the fever dreams back and forth into the episode. I love seeing Shane and Sasha again. I nearly lost it seeing Herschel return, especially after hearing Rick's apology. I would have been fine with Rick going out a blaze of glory on the Rick Grimes Memorial Bridge, <laughs> but I feel the fan revolt would have been too high for the show to recover from. A few questions. With the six-year time jump, does that make Judith about the same age as Carl when all this started? I think Carl's a little bit older, I want to say. So, I think he's, I want to say he's a little yeah, bit older. Carl was 11 when he yeah. started. And Judith, if you do the timeline, she's maybe uh, eight. She's probably nine. Eight or nine is what I'm thinking. Right. Uh, right. Guys, putting aside the gender thing I just spoke about earlier, uh, girls mature faster than boys, so... Well, at the six-year time jump, the zombie apocalypse, she's been around for about two years, two and three years, something like that. So six plus two or three is eight or nine. Wow. Math hurts my head. 
And and does that mean they're ahead of us in terms of time? Am I the only one who wishes Rick's final words on The Walking Dead were, we found them together? Together. Uh, in closing, I couldn't take my eyes off the screen this episode. I hope the series can keep my attention like Rick's, like that in Rick's absence. Uh, Joe Powell wrote in, five. Carol now looks like old Katniss Everdeen. Five. <laughs> uh, holy crap, holy crap, holy crap, holy crap. Wanted to make sure I got the proper uh, pause in there. Uh, Michael Santana, five. It's raining flaming men. Hallelujah. Out of five. <laughs> nice. Uh, wow, a fantastic episode, but I feel dumpstered with the result. Damn you, Internet. I was spoiled on the... But wait, there's more. Walking Dead Rick movies. Now how much would you pay? I just wish they would just make a decision to have to do with milking this cow until dust comes out of the udders. Okay, with that rant over, I love the flashbacks of the departed characters. Bernthal's was the best, but the late Mr. Wilson's made me well up. Don't forget, we're going to get through this together. Daryl, he says it's done in your voice, so you want to give me a together? Together. Thank you. Uh, Thanks, gang. We love this podcast. Well, thank you, Michael. That was a fun buster. Yes, it is. Uh, Samantha Jackson, 4.5 fake deaths out of 5. Bonus points for shame, but couldn't we have gotten a Carl cameo? Uh, Yuki Yoshi responds, no one promised he died. Just throwing that out there, Kampai. I'm sure I'll have more to say later. Uh, Perry B. Beck, 5. I guess I know now. I guess now we know why Rick never listens to anyone else, because when he does, it never works out out of 5. <laughs> Thanks, Daryl. You really think the bridge will go? Wow. What an episode. Can't wait to see what happens in the newly forming WDEU with Rick and the others. Uh, Mary Cherpecki at 3.5. Jim is going to lose his voice after reading all these busters out of five. <laughs> Thank you, Mary, for thinking of me. I appreciate that. Jim, Jim is a professional. He's used to this. I'm just keeping hydrated. Uh, I expected more. I expected better. I expected at least a Carl Laurie flashback. I get that going forward. All the ones that survive will be his family, but for so, four solid episodes, all we heard from him was how he is doing everything for Carl. But as moments of pending, moment of pending death, not a single thought. I love seeing Herschel. That was a tug of my heartstrings for Scott Wilson. And who didn't laugh at the Shane hallucination? Sasha felt so misplaced for me. I was hoping for Dale or T Dog. Can you imagine Dale <laughs> not driving up in his RV? Yeah. I hate to hate to admit it, but Judith is so adorable and badass. Uh, Karen Shee wrote in, uh, three white horses out of five. I'm conflicted. I love all the acting in the episode, but I felt Gimple smarty, manipulative fingerprints all over it. As if he's saying, you're supposed to feel this emotion here. You're supposed to just accept this contrived turnaround of Negan's character there without actually earning any of those beats. I love seeing Bernthal return. He's such a damn good actor and slipped right back into the role of Shane. The tears came when Scott Wilson appeared on screen, though it would have been better to keep those cameos under wraps. Why did AMC blatantly promote the return? Uh, my heart also ached when Michonne Ryan reminded Rick of their phrase, we don't die, and told him that she loved him. But I was very disappointed with the Negan and Maggie encounter. It was so rushed and unbelievable. It seems like the writers tried to capture the essence of what happens in the comics, but I think they missed the mark completely. Such a damn shame, since this was also Lauren Cohen's exit from the show. So, great actors and acting for a mediocre script. Uh, Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington, the Marathon Man. Five, goodbye, but only for now, Rick Grimes, out of five. Fantastic episode overall, and I, for one, appreciated Rick's exit. It was nice to see the late Scott Wilson again. It's just a pity there wasn't a few more of the old cast appearing in this episode. But nice to see the helicopter finally playing a part, and I'm eagerly awaiting the spinoff movies. Uh, Looking forward to see where the time jump takes us next week. Uh, Andy Peterson, 4.5 Days Ex Machina Endings, out of five. 
I was really concerned that the dream sequences advertised would be unintelligible, but they made sense and were a welcome reminder of many loved characters and how the story is built on the contributions of them. Even the helicopter evacuation was well-timed to uh, still allow closure. Hmm. Uh, so excited for the time jump story in next episode's Bravo. Uh, Rob Cook. Five old school busters, kicking it old school, out of five in recognition of the callbacks to season one, episode one. What a fantastic send-off. Okay, so the fake death was a bit corny, but we, we, we didn't really want him killed off, did we? Now we can't wait for the Rick Grimes films. In other words, I thought the Negan scene was brilliant. Uh, another news, I thought the Negan scene was brilliant. Can't wait for next week to see how our gang has fared after six years. What a ride. Mm, a lot of differing opinions. Uh, Scott Hoban. Three AMC studio films out of five. Glad they kept the visions and flashbacks to a minimum. Love the ones with Shane. Makes me wish he was still on the show and cool to sell that Judith is really his daughter. Uh, didn't get the one with Sasha at all. Where the heck was Carl, Lori, and Glenn? Uh, and taking Rick was very obvious after last week, but still thought it was good. Although we know the group is within walking range and a short helicopter ride, and we're supposed to believe Rick was taken there and never tried to return to the group over all these years. Rick Grimes, if still alive, would have, find his, would have found his way back. Uh, I get Rick not wanting the walkers to all get across the bridge, but he couldn't keep walking away and let them collapse it themselves or just shoot the dynamite from further away. Didn't seem like he had to try and sacrifice himself in that situation. Uh, even though it wasn't real, I thought that it was cool when the whole group came running in to help him on the bridge. Not crazy about Maggie and Negan on this episode, all that, and she doesn't just kill the dude? Come on. Uh, while the new time jump does look interesting and makes these last five episodes seem like a complete waste, we do a time jump, build a bridge, and right away do another time jump. I am interested to see what new movie shows, miniseries AMC comes out with, but I'd much, much, much rather see Rick in the show than in a movie. Let's do Okay, keep going. Marianne Corridor, five, we don't die, we get to come back out of, out of five. And guess what? Rick is coming back in a feature film. Picture this. The trash helicopter that's carrying a wounded Rick and Jadis cuts down on a camp far, far away, and Rick is greeted by Madison. <gasps> Just a thought. Anyway, I'm conflicted about this episode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, got some news for you about Madison, Marianne, if you haven't been watching The Fear. Uh, you might want to catch up with that. Uh, what I loved were the scenes with Shane and Herschel. What I didn't love was how Sasha was in a weird game of Pop Goes the Dead Person. I just don't understand why Sasha was the symbol of wisdom. <laughs> Pop goes to dead person. Ah, that sounds like a fun game. It should have been Glenn. He was always the voice of reason and the first person Rick met on the journey to find his family. And speaking of family, where was Carl? The Michonne scenes were beautiful. I did tear up when I watched Maggie and Carol hold her back while the bridge burned. I also loved at the end we got a time jump and we were introduced to Judith. Judith Grimes. Da-da-da-da. I'm excited to see the evolution of Judith and how she keeps the legacy of her father alive. I've now read the comics, so I'm interested to, see, interested to see the story arc with the whispers that everyone keeps talking about. In the end, we will carry on and continue without Rick, because we will do it together. Together. Uh, Johnny Storr, who I missed somehow last week. Sorry, Johnny. Uh, five, I called it the trailer, the bloody boots for Rick's out of five. I like how they did Rick. I'm happy he didn't die. Now, the only thing I'm thinking about is everyone knows damn well he would make his way back to them, so I have an A and B theory. See what I did there? A, he has amnesia, and Jay just tricked him into thinking he's married to her, kind of like that Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell movie. <laughs> or B, which I'm leaning more towards, they're a long, long, long freaking way from the Alexandria zone. What if they're not even on the North American continent or overseas, so it's impossible to come back, and that's why it's been six years. 
They could have outposts along the way to the camp to refuel hospital supplies, like the Saviors had. Uh, either way, when he comes back for sure, that will end the series, maybe in my opinion. Uh, also, they found Rick's gun with Judith had. No freaking way that kid could shoot that gun, but then again, she played young Ren in Star Wars, so who knows? Um, the magazine, I'm happy, took place because now, because uh, like reported, that happens uh, sort of like that in the comics. And with the magazine, I'm glad they cleared that up. Can't wait for the next setup of the next baddies. I think they're going to do real creepy shit coming up that will surprise us. Let's face it, so much more to comment about. I'll stop there. Guys, the show is back. And I'm sorry I missed you last week, buddy. Uh, Tammy Heisley. Maybe it was all the nostalgia, but this is the first episode of the season I fully enjoyed. Uh, Rick's send-off story had a nice twist. And I like the idea of seeing the story continue in the movies. Love the time jump at the end. I think this is exactly what the show needs, because to be honest, I've been bored like for two seasons. And look at Judith. I'm actually excited to see what is next five busters. Okay, I need to drink before this one. <laughs> Yukiyoshi Sawada. Settle in, everybody. Ten six-year ten six year time jumps out of five. Wait, does that mean 60 years have passed or 65? Ah, screw you, math. One, Rick MacGyvering himself out of the impale. Classic Rick Grimes. Two, great to see Shane again reminding us that it all started with two friends stopping bank robbers. Loved how Herschel told Rick that the Green family is strong despite his clan basically being wiped out. And, of course, the powerful bond between Rick and Sasha. Wait, that's not right. I mean, I know AMC blew up the Chandler Riggs uh, bridge, but didn't they get? couldn't they get Sarah Wayne Callies to come by? <laughs> didn't anyone even ask Stephen Yeun if he wanted to be a part of this? Sarah Williams is just so random. What I'm saying is, like Stan Lee, I love cameos. Three, good talk between Maggie and Michonne. The foreshadowing of Maggie telling Michonne she would feel different if Rick died was on point. Uh, four, Maggie and Negan's scene was straight out of the comics, only better. Five, what was the group saying Rick was a hallucin- What, the group saving Rick was a hallucination? I fell for it. I once thought he said, I found you. I was going to suc- succumb to his wound. Tricky writers. Also, Kathy, we may not have known a lot about you. and You did go all vigilant on the saviors but you supported the United Community Alliance, as I call it, and so, Kathy, we give you mercy. Uh, six, knowing there are too many walkers, Rick blows up the bridge with him still on it, classic Rick Grimes. Seven, I told you he wasn't going to die, even though I never liked the going with the, the Anne and her copter crew idea, but for some reason I really liked how they handled this. Also, the music used to send Rick off is the same song used in the pilot where Rick was trapped in the tank. Don't worry, Rick Grimes. We'll return. Oh, don't worry. Rick Grimes will return in Walking Dead Infinity Wars Part 2. Uh, eight. It's it's Squad Magna. Yes, I was wondering when they would show up. Nine. Oh, it's nine-year-old Judith? Okay, that makes sense. What? Ten. But seriously, this episode is magnificent. The best they've ever done. I think Angela Kang is doing masterfully as a showrunner. A second time jump. I did not see that coming. Can't wait to see how things have changed since everyone thinks Rick has died. Uh, Maggie, knowing that because of her need for justice, got a family member killed. Kid Judith looks awesome in her brother's hat, her dad's gun, and Minnie Katana like her mom. This is the era of little ass kicker. So excited to see what comes next. Uh, bonus, alas, though, like Andrew Lincoln, I too will be taking my leave. This will be my na- last annoying long report on this page. So with that, Mr. Deeds, please read my last. Kenpai. Kenpai. Why is it your last? I don't know. He's going to. He's only going to comment on the movies. Uh, 
Okay. And Darren Apple ends it all with five Rick's boots can finally die out out of five. And those are your Buster ratings for this uh, integral uh, episode. If you would like to join our Walking Dead Facebook group, we would love to have you. It is called the Walking Dead TV Podcast Facebook group, oddly enough. And uh, we would love to have you join. Uh, we have uh, some articles here about what happened to Heath. Uh, we got nice nice pictures of, uh, of Judith. And uh, like I said, we also have links to uh, Aaron's write-ups of each episode as he writes for them on WeLiveEntertainment.com. So join the Facebook group. Get in on the action. Have a lot of fun. Or send us an email. If you don't want to uh, do the Facebooks, WDTV at HHWLOD.com. Absolutely. Do we still have our voicemail line? Is that still a thing? You know, technically, Brad, funny enough, Brad emailed me the other day and said it is still up and running. Uh, Oh, I'd love to to get some Milo minutes on this, actually. We should get more of that on this show. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I like hearing what children say about The Walking Dead, so it's, you know, it's good to, <laughs> it's good to, to take in some, some messages. Hey, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'll get that from him, and then next, next, uh, next episode, I'll, I'll, I'll re-give re out the number, um, since I don't have Sounds it handy. Good. Did you like hearing Wang Chung again? We didn't, we didn't ask that. Do we like hearing Wang Chung again at the end of the episode, when Rick's flying off into the distance? I'm a child of the '80s. I'm always down with some white. Yeah, show. can you can you can can that ever be a bad thing? No, I, I thought it was cute. I was like, oh, I thought they're playing that song again. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that wraps up this episode of the Walking Dead TV podcast, gentlemen. You want to let everybody know where else they can find you on the interwebs? How about you, Aaron? Well, if you want to hear me complain a lot more about things, we talked about Bohemian Rhapsody on this week's episode about now out there at an Abe. Um, that is the podcast that I co-host with my friend Abe. We talk about the weekly movie releases. Uh, we talk about all the movies that are coming out, uh, as well as doing fun commentary tracks with a friend of the show, Jim Dietz. Uh, he was on uh, fairly re- frequently when we do those. Uh, we have a lot of bonus episodes, but uh, yeah, a lot of fun there. Um, what else? Yeah, you can find all my writing over at WeLiveEntertainment.com. Um, I write my Walking Dead reviews as well as my weekly movie review, my daily movie reviews. A lot of stuff going out, daily movie reviews. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Are you going to be doing a uh, podcast episode about Overlord? We will talk. I've seen Overlord. Uh, speaking of zombie related, yes. I, should, I should post that review on the, on the Facebook page. Cool. Um, yeah. it, is a, it is well worth seeing, I will say. But yes, we will be discussing it this week. I'm very excited to see that. It looks great. Uh, Mr. Daryl Taylor. Uh, you can hear, you can uh, just follow me on Twitter at the voice one, two, three. Uh, you can also, um, just go to the website, uh, Taylor And of course you can hear me and Jim and, and Donnie on nothing's on and me and Russ on Gotham by geeks and all that fun stuff. So check me there. Yeah, the Taylor Network of Podcast Dark. That's it all. Uh, Rich. Well, not much on right now. I work has got me really um which is why I haven't been around the last few weeks. Um but you can follow me on all the socials at uh, Chubtoad01. Yeah, he's uh Chubtoad's starting a home for wayward uh wayward uh, girls. He's helping them get their start. Uh Russ. You can just same place you get this podcast, hhwled.com for it's all connected as well as the aforementioned podcast with Mr. Taylor uh, Gotham by Geeks on his network. Awesome. And I I have a special plug to plug this week. 
uh, this weekend as part of Extra Life, and I don't know if anybody knows who that is or what that is. It's a bunch of gamers all over the world, all over the country, raising money for children's hospitals. Uh, video gamers, tabletop gamers, and in our case, RPGs. What we're doing is from uh, my other website, oldmagicgaming.com, we're getting some all-stars from both of our podcasts. We're going to do a gaming marathon from 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. this Saturday on Twitch. Uh, you go to twitch.tv, look up, uh, look for the channel called Yoda Jones. You'll see a picture of Ben Grimm from the Fantastic Four, because he's my favorite character. And uh, just click on that, and you can watch this live stream. Uh, Saturday, Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. to 2 a.m., and donate uh, to Extra Life to help out children's hospitals. Uh, we're going to be giving away cool prizes to people who donate. Uh, we're going to have a, a, like a drawing, I think, every hour for some cool gaming and geek-related prizes from uh, the people who do donate. We've already got a few donations already, and we haven't even started, so that's totally awesome. So come watch us play some games. There's going to be some video games going on as well as um, some RPG and uh, it'll be, it'll, it's a great way to raise money and uh, have fun all at once. So uh, that's uh, twitch.tv. Uh, the channel is Yoda Jones, and it's for Old Magic Gaming and for Extra Life. It's the charity. So hope everybody can come and, uh, you know, kick in, you know, a few bucks for that. It'll be awesome to help out the kids. We get to play games and help out kids all at once. It's pretty awesome. So until next week, there's no more room in hell. The dead walk the earth. Remember, <laughs> damn, you look like a cowboy. <laughs> Good night. Good night, everybody. Thanks. <laughs>